0: The following is a presentation of the Bell Sports Media Network.
1: Ball sends it over to Edward Robles.
0: Go and start FC.
1: Insert Name FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast, a member of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Also, you can find us on all things podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Pandora, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us there. And of course, you if you're watching us through YouTube, thank you. Um Please subscribe to us, by the way. Like, subscribe, do all the stuff that you're supposed to do for YouTube because um, we're trying to grow this platform out on YouTube and reason why we're having YouTube now is because of goals TV. So you can also find us on goals TV. Uh, check them out uh, at, at a uh, TV. It is the Hulu of soccer content here at the United States. It is growing. There's a lot of exciting things to go. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Jose Tejas will tell us plenty when we get to the MLS cup playoff talk. Uh, but obviously it does not, will not be having my Houston dynamo in the final. But uh will I'll get to that when we when we get to that part with Jose. But uh yeah, we're, another week has gone and uh so obviously I don't go to the movie theaters anymore. I think we talked about this when we were talking about like the worst, you know, worst places to go on a date. Um uh, I guess
2: yeah,
3: I believe so.
1: Yeah, so I don't really go to the movie theaters anymore cuz also everything just pop like eventually it's going to be on streaming. And uh so I finally watched Blue Beetle.
2: Oh, you did? Yeah. How was it?
1: I liked it. Um, it is definitely not your typical DC movie. Uh, so I believe what James Gunn, James Gunn is now going to be running the whole DC universe. Oh wow! So I think that I think that's what's going on. Um, uh, and and knowing James Gunn, I mean, if you guys remember Guardians of the Galaxy, um. He it, it's like uh if you watch like the Peacemaker or the uh I think it was the second Suicide Squad, that was kinda like where it's like like a mixture of dark humor. Um it's 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 like comedic but like in good taste, I guess. Which I mean I don't know yeah. if dark humor can if you can if you can use those those words for in dark humor. But uh essentially that's what it was. But Blue Beetle was very family oriented. I think I think what was funny was like for me was like I kind of got the references because obviously you know the actor that's playing Blue Beetle his name is Cholo. Um, If you guys don't know the guy, the basically the kid that plays plays Miguel in Cobra Kai, which is probably one of the reasons why I'm gonna regret not having Netflix anymore is because I can't watch Cobra Kai. But um, anyways, he's in it and George Lopez is in it, and, and so like it was just kind of like the whole like Hispanic family set up and it was kind of like oh i get some of the stuff that they're talking about here so i kind of liked it um i'll also tell you i'm one of those guys that i will not say i would not like praise a a movie or a product or a movie just or a show because it's just like solely hispanic um if it's bad it's bad i'll say it i'm not i'm like you know like a tax, tax collector Everyone was like, "Oh, we gotta we gotta hype this movie up, man, because it, you know our people's in it." No, that movie sucked. Um, so. Oh really? Shia LaBeouf carried the movie. Shia LaBeouf. Well, was I mean, the...
2: That was that was the whole point, wasn't it? Uh, what's his name? Spooky or whatever the fuck he's supposed to be. He, no, he wasn't. He wasn't supposed to carry. The... He gets killed in the movie. Oh.
1: No, but I mean, like ex- that's how I felt though. Like once, once they killed off his character, I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not I really don't care about what happens to the rest of this movie. <laughs> I was like, I really don't.
3: Makes sense. Makes sense.
1: Weirdly enough, George Lopez was also in that movie.
3: <laughs> Damn. Oh
2: yeah. Oh, that's cool.
1: So yeah, but uh, Blue Beetle, really good movie. Uh, also, finally got to watch The Flash. Um. Yeah, I didn't care for uh-huh. it. I didn't care too much for it. Um, Is it out? Is it out already? It's on Max. Yeah, it's on, available okay. on streaming. Um, I'm I saw. seen the Justice League. I might watch the Justice League.
3: The Justice League one was actually good. Yeah, like, I actually like that. Well, one. I don't
1: know. I haven't watched it. <laughs> um, I've been turned to off. Be fair, by, I've been turned off by the DCU. The fir-
3: the first, no, the first one was horrible. Oh. The first Justice So League I gotta League.
1: watch like the three hour long the, Zack Snyder?
3: The, yeah, the Zack Snyder cut, yeah.
1: I gotta watch the three hour one?
3: Yeah, that would be the best oh part. Oh
1: my god. <laughs> like basically the
3: three hour one with all the extended cuts and everything. Um,
1: I never saw Wonder Woman. I, I didn't see both Wonder Womans.
3: Mm, um, I saw them. Eh. I know
1: Wonder Woman 84 was like very much hated on uh
3: um, it, it was not well received i'll be honest with that
1: i remember seeing a clip of the first wonder woman movie i don't not the first one but the first one with gal gadot and uh there's like a scene where i guess in the war zone where it's like it's called no man's land no man and then she's like yeah you're right no man can survive there and then she jumped in. i was like Da-da-da-da.
3: yeah pretty much
1: <laughs> not trying to say anything against it, uh, any of that stuff i just like don't make it obvious is what i'm saying um uh, but uh, obviously Edward Edward was there when we saw Batman versus, versus Superman.
3: Yeah, uh, it was bad. That was bad.
1: That was like the biggest. F I was like, it. I was like,
3: damn. I was like the best Superman, with like the worst Batman. Yeah, that was not uh, okay. The no,
1: I I wouldn't say he's the worst Batman.
3: Okay. You don't
1: like Ben Affleck as Batman? Batman. No. I I don't. I'm. I, he's not terrible. He's terrible. Okay, George Clooney. Would you ra- so would you rather? That watch was that was
3: that was based off like the almost like the Adam West kind of Batman.
1: Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't change the argument. Would you rather watch George Clooney George Clooney's Batman or Ben Affleck's Batman? George Clooney. Wow, that's a that, that's a hot take. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say anything about Val Kilmer. I don't, I don't. I really don't remember that movie too well. Um. I mean, Michael Keaton. I I think is I don't think people respect him. They'll give him his flowers. I mean, I think it's because he gets overshadowed by Christian Bale. Uh, but yeah. Great, ba- a great, great Bruce Wayne. Terrible Batman. <laughs> but...
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. The, Christian Bale did like a real. Well, Bruce Wayne did a really good. Uh, Chris, uh, Bruce Wayne. Uh, uh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Christian Bale did a really
1: yeah
3: really good Bruce Wayne. Like he played the part correctly. Like right accent on point and everything you know what i mean
1: yeah no i i I agree with all those things um maybe maybe one day we'll draft we'll draft like all-time character actors that played a superhero maybe maybe. one one episode um but yeah so this this episode um so we're gonna have our, our reactions so no headlines because we're gonna go ahead and react to the drawing of the 2024 euro um, which obviously is coming in the summer, but they did they, they do the they did do the drawing, so we're going to go ahead and see who's going to be in what group, who we think is the group of depth. It's pretty obvious who the group of depth is, but we'll, you'll find out when we get there. Um, the MLS Cup Conference Finals is over, unfortunately, for my team, the Houston Dynamo. Um, but me and Jose Tejas of Goals TV, we're going to go ahead, recap the Conference Finals, and then preview the 2023 MLS Cup Final. Uh, which is going to be really exciting. Fortunately, um, we're going to be celebrating my birthday, and it won't be the Dynamo playing in it, so that kind of sucks. But I'm very optimistic as a Dynamo fan right now. Um, the quarterfinals for Liga on has been is done and over with, so we'll preview the semifinals. By the time this episode drops, um, the first legs have already been played, so hopefully the weekend, going into the weekend, maybe we have some good matches. <laughs> Not like complete blowouts by, by the first leg. And then announce our players of the week. Give you guys some games to look forward to this coming weekend. And me and I we're going to do a three up, three down. And it's going to be that guy, pickup games. So we'll, we'll see what me and I were thinking, who are the worst and best people at pickup games. Um, and that's not just soccer specific. It could be any any sort of pickup game. Basketball, football. I don't, I feel like um, it's probably all the same. <laughs> some of the people will mention is probably the same guy. In it's the sport. same
3: guy.
1: Like, there's probably there's like a there's probably like similarities. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we'll get there when we get there. But all right, so we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we'll go straight into overreactions.
0: Are you ready to elevate your sports betting experience? Look no further than DraftKings Sportsbook. Why choose DraftKings Sportsbook? Unmatched variety. Bet on your favorite sports leagues or discover new ones to follow. Live betting. Test your instincts and feel the adrenaline as you bet in real time while a game unfolds. Promotions and boosted odds. DraftKings keeps the excitement going with a range of promotions, odds boosts, and special offers. And a user-friendly interface. Whether you're a seasoned bettor or new to the game, DraftKings intuitive platform makes placing bets a breeze. Ready to dive in? BellyUp Sports has partnered with DraftKings Sportsbook to give you an exclusive offer. Sign up at DKNG.co forward slash BellyUp150 and new customers will get $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet $5 or more. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your love for sports to the next level. Sign up today and let the games begin. Please give all responsibly. 21 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details.
1: And we're packed. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Insert name FC. Also, check us out on TikTok at insert.name.fc. Um, need to get back into it. Uh, but before we do overreactions, we did have something be the halfway point of a certain competition amongst me, Edward, and Spencer, which is the singing pet. Um. So, Edward, congratulations. Barcelona kept you alive in this in this competition.
3: Uh, I know. Meeting
1: Atletico Madrid 1-0. So, Ironically,
3: Joe Felix did.
1: Joe Felix revenge game. Mm-hmm. Joe Felix revenge game. There we go. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and take a look at the standings as we reach the halfway point. Remember, Bayern Munich is no longer in the competition because, let's be honest, I have n- never really been a real supporter of Bayern Munich. I just like Philip Lum. So because of that. Edward and Spencer don't have to worry about Borussia Dortmund getting shellacked by Bayern Munich. Um, With that being said, that actually changes the the table completely because now Spencer is in first place. Uh, Me and him are actually tied with points with 9 apiece, but Spencer does have the goal differential advantage over uh, me, and that's why he is currently in first place and putting Edward in last place right now. But he is only three points away from me and Spencer. So, it's still a very close matchup. Um, things can turn around. Maybe not for Manchester United, but Edward at least has some hope here with Barcelona. I, I might say this. I think Barcelona, uh, I think uh, Le- uh La Liga, I think it might be one of those where we, we all beat each other. <laughs> where you like no so? One really, <laughs> no one really wins La Liga.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah.
1: So, it, 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 it's really anybody's game. Um uh, So... Yeah, and we'll see how the second half of the English Premier League season goes. Obviously, Manchester United still has their struggles, Um, and then I'm sure that rematch of Arsenal Manchester City is going to be a juicy one as well. Um, But, but yeah, so it is a pretty tight contest. But Edward is still alive. He can somehow find a way. If his teams can somehow help him find a way to get out of last place, so he doesn't have to sing at the end of next year. So,
3: oh man, it's going to be bad. And
1: Also remember, another thing that we added on to this competition is that for every trophy that that team has won in the season, it'll be an additional point granted. So if Edward somehow just doesn't, if Barcelona just somehow doesn't beat any of of Atletico around Madrid, but somehow find themselves winning La Liga and and Copa de Rey, Day, Edward just got himself two points.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just two points, really?
1: Or, I mean, Edward thinks they can compete in the Champions League, so... You know, maybe they get in trouble. That's three points right there forever. <laughs> oh
2: man, um, yeah. That just possible. sounds like it's gonna go, That just sounds like it's going downhill. The way you make it sound.
1: I mean, it's possible. I'm not saying it's not possible, but, but yeah. So, that's the update on Singing Bed. We already posted the so far the standings on our social media once again at on Instagram and Twitter at f c so you guys want to see see the math, make sure the math is adding up. You can go ahead and check it out there. But once again, Spencer currently in first place of the Siggy Bet Challenge. Uh, but yeah, so overreactions, man, overreaction. Ever, what is your overreaction for this past weekend?
3: So my overreaction is that Lewandowski has yet to score a goal. And he actually had a lot of chances this weekend.
1: Man, is this going back all the way since the last time you gave him the player of the week?
2: Yep. It's, it's been a while, man. It has been a while. He's having a drought. It's yes. not a good thing either. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yep, yep, yep.
1: So, with that being said, man, with the rumors of... Because I believe there's a stipulation on, in Lewandowski's contract where if he doesn't play a certain number of minutes, Barcelona could... Uh, Just terminate the
3: contract.
1: Yeah. Yes. And I mean, there is the rumors, the rumors in the MLS that Robert Lewandowski could be making a move to MLS. A lot of people are hoping that it would be the Chicago Fire due to the, obviously, the Polish influence that Chicago has. But do you think, do you feel like it's time to move on from Robert Lewandowski?
2: Um, I think not move
3: on from him but I think it's time for him to move on to a different club or it may be time for him to come to MLS to be honest with you I just want to see after so the it is winter time break. For him to move on I just want to see after after the winter break let's put it this way I want to see after the winter break what's gonna happen because who knows you know he might he might actually start scoring goals again maybe he just needs like a good Christmas vacation
2: that's 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 possibly a thing. Mhm.
1: Okay. Um, I'm trying to give a shout out to this one podcast because I remember, uh, very early on, someone made a really really hot take about about Le, like maybe it's time to move on from Lewandowski, and I thought that that person was crazy, and it, it's not because it was a woman, It wasn't because a woman said this, um, but. It was a woman that said it. I wasn't, I, the, a lot of people in the comments did react in a way that was kind of sexist. But once again, that's not what I what I was going off of. I just thought it was a hot take to, to say we need to give up on Robert Lewandowski. Um, and the podcast is Cult of Football. That was the podcast that uh, that mentioned it um, where they were saying that, you know, maybe we should move on for Robert Lewandowski. Once again, I didn't think – I thought that was a really dumb hot take. But, hey, maybe this person knows something that we didn't. and. So i I'll, I'll go ahead and give more right. flowers on that one. Um but yeah cuz like yeah Robert Lewandowski uh I'm not saying that he's the reason he's kind of slowing down this Bar- this young Barcelona team, but I mean, okay, okay, I'll 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 throw this out. Um He's
3: not keeping up with the pace basically. Yeah, what you're that
1: that and like but who who else do you put over him? Mhm. Like, is there a guy right now that, in the club, uh, we'll we'll do our Christmas wish list for the transfers uh, uh, maybe next week, but maybe next week, or maybe we'll do the, the following week. But anyways, uh, but, like, right now in the club, like, who is that guy where we can be, like, yeah, you start over Robert Lewandowski?
2: I mean, to be honest, Joe Felix.
1: Oh, so you'll take Joe Felix off the wing and put him up front?
2: Yeah, I would.
3: Le Ferran Torres. Uh, play oh, on the I way. never thought
1: I'd hear the day ever. says <laughs> we need to put Ferran Torres in.
3: <laughs> hey man, desperate times, man, desperate times. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, fake it till you make it. You know.
1: Nah, you're, you're abs- I, no, you're absolutely. I know. I I actually agree. I agree with it. It's a. Uh, it's unfortunate that this is how it's going, but yeah, I think, and a- along with that, with the rumor circulating of Robert Lewandowski either making a I, I've heard more rumors about him going to MLS than I've heard him going to uh, Saudi Saudi Arabia. But um, I mean, I'll be all for it for Robert Lewandowski to come to the MLS. Uh, it'll be hilarious if he somehow goes to enter Miami. But I think they're good now because I believe Luis Suarez. Oof. Yeah, Luis Suarez is, is, is. I I know he just got released by by Gremio, so he should mm-hmm. be going to to Inter Miami, and. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think I I I just I yeah. Um, it's like it's hard to give up on because Robert Lewandowski literally last year was the leading goal scorer in the in in, in La Liga, so it's yeah, really it hard to want to move on from that. Especially because this is like, I think this period's best striker, not best yep. player, but best striker. Um, because I mean, obviously that's messy, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I I think uh yeah it's, it's it's Robert. I think that either Barcelona like fixes the game to where it benefits Lewandowski, which I don't think that it.
3: In this no, series, I don't that, think I don't think that's gonna be it. I don't, I don't think, think that's, that's it. But they man, they could they could possibly do that because I mean what's going to happen is they're going to end up using all the speedy people to basically um pass the ball to Lewandowski.
1: Yeah, I I think like. Tiki taco wise, and, and and it's like, and some people are gonna be like, yeah, he just never fit. I'm like, dude, freaking, what's what's the difference between Lewandowski and and Suarez?
2: They were literally the
1: same. It's literally the same guy. So, like, I mean, like, it, there's levels to it, but I mean, it's still like the like
3: the, probably okay the so, same type of nine. So, so Lewandowski, what he has is height, so he win a lot more headers, but he was also a little bit more acrobatic than uh suarez suarez though he had his flair his style and and his teeth i mean i hate and okay and his teeth i guess if you want to go ahead and throw in the the in
2: it all i mean yeah but
3: I, i i think it's like just just elementary wise like yeah they're literally the same player they're just poachers they're 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 finishers. Like they just need the ball right there in the perfect spot and they will take the shot and then most of the time it will go in.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. So we'll see what happens uh with Robert Landowski. Hopefully he can turn things around. But I mean, if there's a time for him to, to a man to get released by a team, it's probably great timing if he was to do it around this time because of if he Trash does go to the MLS. I mean that but like if he does go to the MLS. He's going in right into their whatever team's off season and getting getting in with the team during the off season period and actually being able to build some chemistry and then yeah. go into start the season with the team instead of versus going in and coming in the summer and having to just
3: kind of come in the middle of it in
1: the flow with while everybody's already vibing. I mean, unless you're unless it was Inter Miami because that was just dumpster fire. So anybody could have so anybody could have came in at that time. Um, point messy. Uh, but, yeah, I think that this is going to be – it's going to be interesting to follow up with, with Robert Lewandowski just because of the fact that, like, if he does go, come to MLS, it's going to be a massive, massive signing. Um, hopefully. I mean, I we said this about Bastian Schweinsteiger, and we, we know how great that turned out. Um, or Andrea Pirlo.
2: Oh, God, that Gerrard. was – Frank Lampard was okay. Um, Rooney. Well,
3: Rooney. Rooney had moments. Dude, Rooney, that, that one shot where he freaking sprinted all the way back to get it, and he scored it from far away.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh, dude. That was legendary.
1: Bro, someone that needs his flowers, that's Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney needs mm-hmm. his flowers. Someone needs to give Ro- Wayne Rooney some flowers. Um,
2: yeah. Because, I mean, what? Uh...
1: If Chicharito was healthy, he it would be a different story. But like, because I think he 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 is like very impactful, uh, and now he's he's in the market. I do believe he's going to Chivas, which really? now will be awesome, awesome way to, for him to end his career going back to Chivas. Um, but anyways, yeah, Robert Lewandowski I still think would be a high profile signing, especially for MLS. Um, so oh yeah, I think that would be great. But we'll see what happens with Robert Lewandowski. It's gonna be an interesting storyline to follow, especially. At this time around, depending on what, one, how, how, if he gets his minutes. And two, uh, when does Barcelona pull that trigger? Because uh, it's not that they're pl- performing bad. Because um, they're, they're doing well in La Liga. Uh, I can't really tell you much on Champions League. But it's definitely not, not because of Robert Lewandowski.
2: So, we'll see. We'll see about that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, my reaction. Is um dang it over
1: oh, here? Too worried about Edward's overreaction that I forgot about my overreaction. <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah, ain't that about ain't that about how life goes? Oh, yeah, right.
2: Um, shoot, yeah, I don't have one. That's that. This is this is not a good look for me. Um, I thought I had one. Drew fucking drew blanks on this one. Um, Damn. Yeah, it's crazy. Has to do with Real Madrid. Has to do with uh, AC Milan. Has to do with
1: Um. Oh, Christian Pulisic. I don't has, know. Christian Pulisic once again has restored my faith in the U.S. soccer, in U.S. soccer's future. <laughs> Like you know, obviously everyone saw, everybody heard, and saw me get on my soapbox about about how the U.S. played in against Trinidad and Tobago. But you always gotta remember, this team looks completely different when Christian Pulisic is on the field. And seeing what him and Maigon did this past weekend uh, for AC Milan was just chef's kiss. One amazing pass by by Mai Gan, but like also just what a finish by Christian Pulisic. It is great to see, one, he's healthy. It's great to see him back on the field because, you know, that means he's healthy. And two, that he's scoring and he's playing because obviously that means that AC Milan does have a lot of faith in him. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it it restored my faith. Like, like yes, I'm fr- Like it's frustrating to see what happens when we don't have Christian Pulisic on the field, but it is crazy to think how impactful someone can be and, and Christian Pulisic is 100% that dude.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean,
3: and that—that's the thing. Like, like we said, we we both said it. Like, we were we were still trying to contemplate who could be to replace Christian Felicio when Christian Felicio couldn't actually play, and we were still like, uh, we were we were still trying to come up with like an actual player.
1: Yeah, it, you know, we it's were just throwing 100%. names. We were, we were
3: just we were just throwing. I'll be honest. I think we were just throwing names in the dumpster fire at this point. Like, yeah, like, Christian uh, this is just
1: irreplaceable. Like he is just. I don't think anybody could can top. I mean. Gio Reyna is always going to be that name that I think of, but I think we all know that he's better off as a 10 and not not as a winger. Yep. But like for someone to be as impactful on the wing as Christian Pulisic, because, I mean, Kevin Paredes, I think that there's some potential there with him, but obviously he needs, he needs more development. I mean, he's just – he's barely getting his minutes right now with Wolfsburg. So that's gonna take time oh, yeah. and, and take time with him to get because this is kind of him being thrown in with the U.S. men's national team right now. But aside from that, there's not that many wingers out there. I I said my piece about Kay Cowell. I think he's overrated. Um, but I think as someone, anyone off the wing right now, it's it's gonna be a while before we we might we might not be seeing a four three three formation at some point with the U.S. Whenever Christian Pulisic hangs it up, because. Uh, I mean, who knows how the game evolves by that time, but like
3: <laughs> you think they'll go back to the four 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 two
1: if if that's like our per- if like if our best players only fits for a four four two which still depend- still codependent on a winger but um but obviously now you have two strikers um i mean that's the th- like that's the thing I keep saying about when it comes to with with international teams like it it's the teams dictate the system it's not the system dictate the team. Uh, you know, we, you know, we always hear about Greg Peralta and the system, you know, that and all and all that stuff, but like when it comes to like whoever you, whatever you have for the your your best players are your best players. Like you're not you're, and it's it's kind of funny because like I think that there was a recent, uh, not an interview but like Fulvio Picante, I think the a former Mexican coach, um, mm-hmm. is is part of the panel for that show, and he mentioned how like. He was actually told that he needed to bring certain like certain players for the Mexican national team because of like sponsorships, huh. and so it was like it's like we already knew that Mexico was corrupt. We yeah. just didn't know what the extent it it was. Um, but yeah, so like I, that that was my whole my whole thing because, but obviously, in a perfect world, you would uh, you would essentially be bringing in your best players. To fill your best team and you know sometimes your best players don't fit to your quote-unquote system which was always my right. idea with greg berhalter and because obviously greg Berhalter's system for people that don't understand what i mean by the system it's a 4-3-3 but with a holding midfielder so he uses a six and two eights in the midfield um and and obviously when you mention a player like gio reyna who is a 10 which is an attacking midfielder so imagine if you had like a triangle, right? But the triangle is pointed upside down, so the points like going down. That would be your six, and then those are your two, your two dual eights, if you will. Now, for Gio Reyna, you would want to flip that triangle. Still have those eights, maybe become one of them like goes a little bit deeper, maybe kind of be like that weird hybrid six-eight type roll. And then on the top of that, top of that triangle, you have your ten. More attack minded, not necessarily defensive minded. Um, That's where Gio Reyna belongs on the field. Um, But obviously, during the World Cup, he put well when he did get to play in the World Cup in 2022, uh, Reyna was in the was on the wing. And then there was that that, there was that one weird game where they where he had him play striker, Um, and he never trained that striker, (laughs) but they just threw him out there. (laughs) <laughs> yep. at that point, I, I was like interesting it, like Greg Brozer at that moment was just throwing shit on the wall and seeing what's stuck <laughs> not something you want to do in the World Cup maybe you're friendly against I don't know Ghana
2: <laughs> but not, not right. in the World Cup <laughs> but at that point yeah he just I think uh, just let him cook for now after yeah, that so- just
1: Christian Pulisic restored my faith, so. Which isn't shocking. It isn't shocking at all, but alright.
2: Yeah, I was about to say I was a, a little minor overreaction. What, from from last week? Yeah, compared.
1: Bro, it was bad. Like I mean, those were like two like once again, the worst three 0 win I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> if and it's crazy to think that that's even possible to say but that was the worst 3-0 win I have ever seen the US play.
3: <laughs> Damn.
1: And then and then to lose 2-1 in Trinidad and Tobago. And it's just like I'm just scared of going to Trinidad and Tobago now if I, as a US soccer fan just because of the fact that like it just everything just goes wrong in Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> so it's just like I don't want to go there. I don't want like when I see Trinidad and Tobago on on the on the international break lineup, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> but anyways, so the 2020, 20, the 2020, oh, Jesus Christ, the 2024 Euro, um, the qualify the qualifiers have been concluded, and now we have the the drawings. Now, mind you, the drawing the the groups aren't completely done yet because there is still. Uh, Three spots that need to be decided, and they are going to be decided off of a playoff. So, kind of similar to way, the way UEFA does their qualifiers for the World Cup, you have three
2: tables, well, three, T- yeah, I, no,
1: not tables, Uh, what's it? what's the, groups, brackets, brackets, there we go, three brackets, brackets. There you go. three separate brackets, the winner of each bracket would then clinch that spot to go into the tournament. So very similar it's not it's not nothing different um the way it does for qualifiers but so this is going to be played on the 21st of March so next year on March 21st uh, I'm sure I'll I'll try to put a reminder so that way when when that time around comes me and network uh start previewing it a little bit better cuz this isn't a preview this is just our reactions to what has been announced Uh, But maybe me and everyone will go ahead and pick out the team that we want to see from each path, at least, and then kind of make our point. But the games that are going to be played on March 21st is the semifinals for each of the brackets. And then the 26th in that same international break will then be the finals for each of those brackets. And the winners of those of those games will then be clinched in their groups. So they're already in a group like each winner. That each each bracket already has a group assigned to them for the drawing, um, it's just finding out who's going to be in that group. Does that change anybody's opinion on who has the group of death? Probably not, but maybe it does change some opinions. At least I think it would, um, specifically one bracket. But we'll get to it. So in Path A, Edward, Path A, the teams that are in there and they're going to, and I'll, I'll also say who's facing off against who. In path A, Poland versus Estonia and Wales versus Finland are the teams competing in path A to get the spot in
2: path A. Okay.
1: I'm just gonna say this Poland.
3: That's what I was thinking too. Uh
1: I mean, no offense to Estonia, but I just I just don't see it happening for you guys. Um Wales, I mean Gareth Bale's gone. So what do you ha- what do you all have left? Uh I think they'll be I think they'll be back to being a bottom dweller. I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry to the Wales fans. Um uh, I can I can see the beat Wales. Damn.
1: But I mean we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I still think Poland comes out. This could be this could be Robert Lewandowski's last Euro. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there for in A. but yeah, Pat, but Poland. The reason why obviously is Robert Lewandowski. Uh, Poland usually does pretty well in these in, in in these competitions. So yeah, that's that's the only that's my reason behind Poland. I Edward, do you have any other reasons?
3: Nope. You basically much, you know, just said it right. I, mean, I was I was thinking the same thing. Lewandowski is basically the only name that pops out out of those four countries
1: Mm -hmm.
3: you know so yeah
1: all right path b so the teams that are competing in path b are israel versus iceland and bosnia herzegovina versus ukraine
3: ukraine is actually pretty good
1: yeah i was gonna say ukraine is very good um so i'm actually thinking ukraine's gonna come out of path b so and it sounds like Edward's also on that same page on the same page they were really close to making it to the World Cup. They they were
3: really close. I was surprised.
1: Yeah. So and I mean I'm not trying to use the conflict right now in Ukraine as like a as like a fighting force, but I mean, if you're talking about like story if you're a storyline person in these tournaments, I mean once again, I'm not trying to say that we should profit off of what's going on in Ukraine. <laughs> um but there's always those people that love storylines. I I I'm just gonna say that. Am I that person? No, but you know, if you're thinking that's like a media person, and I'm not saying that they can they're gonna rig this rig this game for Ukraine for the storyline, but uh, but aside from the fact that Ukraine does have a very solid team,
2: no, I mean they do. Compared, I mean compared to the other teams,
3: I, I believe Ukraine. Ukraine, uh, it's kind of like um, they're a bit like a, the underdog kind of like turkey you know turkey. I,
1: I, I i say i say this now in israel's also also in this group um
3: <sighs> heck don't say it just don't just i'm not don't. gonna
1: say it but i'm just saying storylines <laughs>
3: <laughs> Nah, just don't just don't
1: i'm not picking a side i i refuse to put throw my thoughts into that whole thing because i know i'm just gonna come off stupid so i'm just not gonna <laughs> but it's just best to stay away from that. I'm yeah. pro people, okay. <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic by that at all. I am actually just like I'm not touching that with a ten foot pole. Um, but but yeah, um, Israel is also a pretty good team as well. I'm not I'm not I'm not sugarcoating that in any way. Iceland, I mean, you remember when they qualified for the World Cup? The vibes were amazing. Um, but after that, I really haven't heard much from them. But, I mean, when you're looking at who is the – from this group alone, like, who's the more complete team? Ukraine is is a very solid team. Oh, yeah. Um, in path C, we got Georgia versus Luxembourg. Don't mistake that for the state of Georgia. And Greece versus Kazakhstan. 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 I don't know why I said Kazakh. Uh, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Um, Greece is another good country. Kazakhstan has actually done really well in the qualifiers. Like, I was having a lot of fun watching Kazakhstan. Um, No, it's not because – yeah, it's probably because of Borat. (laughs) Like, Borat forever has, like, ruined that country's, like, reputation. Uh, Because there's going to be – if Kazakhstan beats Pafsi, I guarantee you there's going to be so many Borat memes being thrown out in the internet.
3: I wouldn't be surprised if if uh Sasha Cohen uh what's his name? Sasha whatever the guy the guy that played Bora, I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up to their to their game dressed up as Bora just to I get feel stung. like th- I,
1: I feel like for his safety, I don't think he he would want to I don't know. I don't know if the people of Kazakhstan like embrace him or anything like that. I know they love triple G. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, freaking Gennady Golovin. Um, yeah. I know they love that guy, which I'm not going to lie. Like my brain for like the longest, I've only known Kazakhstan for one thing, one thing only. And obviously that's Borat. And, uh, I remember the first time I watched a, a, a triple G fight and, you know, you know, after a fight, they always like interview the winner. Right. Yeah. And when, when Gennady Golov- Golovkin started talking and that moment, I was like, "Oh my god!" The actor that played Borat really did a good job on the on the Kazakhstan uh, accent. Like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" I thought he was just making fun of them. No, it was. I was like, "Oh my god!" And I, I I was like, "Wow!" But I'm I'm pulling for Kazakhstan. I think Greece is gonna come out of this group, but I'm pulling for Kazakhstan.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, once again, we'll have like a better, pre- well, actually, like better look at th- at this when we get to it. But like obviously, right now, because um, things can change, you know, injuries can happen, other things can happen. So we'll 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 just we'll just stick with that right now. But anyways, the draw, the draw. This is where, you know, obviously everybody was in the auditorium watching these people throw some soccer balls in a bowl, um, and, and announce the groups. It's always fun, fun, fun stuff. But here are the groups for the 2024 Euro. In Group A, we have Germany, Scotland, Hungary, and Switzerland.
2: Mm.
1: I'll be honest with you. Germany Germany should be winning this group. But then again, we don't know how <laughs> Germany... Yeah, has-
3: you, yeah. You just said, you just said, should be, should be, should be.
1: But... I don't know what's going on after that after that they gave it to the u s they just have not been the same team um Switzerland's also a really good like dark horse team in the euros well not euros not just in the euros but like just in competition in general. Switzerland's a really good team uh Hungary is kind of quietly building a team over there. I'm not you know, don't sleep on Hungary. uh Scotland yeah. they put up a good fight uh I think they they've been there's been more players coming out in Scotland, um, recently now, so that's a uh, that'll be an interesting team. But I will definitely say Germany should should be coming out of this group pretty easily, not easily. I, I'll but it should should be coming out on top
2: of this group. Should. You said should.
1: Should. Um. Everyone's so far the media's pick for Group B. Uh. I mean. For a group of dev is Group B with Spain, Croatia, Italy, and Albania. I am so sorry, Albania, that you got put in this group. Uh, this is this is a gauntlet <laughs> for Albania. You have a very pissed off Italy that didn't make it to the 2022 uh, FIFA World Cup. Won the Euro, the last Euro. Um, Also, the pressure's on Germany because they're hosting this thing, by the way. I should have mentioned that. Oh, before. they are. I should have mentioned that part. Yeah, Germany is hosting this thing. <laughs> Which makes sense as to why they're grouping. Um but yeah, no, going back to Group B though. Spain, Croatia, Italy and Albania. Yeah, you have the, the former winner, the most recent winner of the of the Euro, Italy, Croatia, who this team is just has dark they've been they've been a dark horse for such a long time now that I feel like we need to start giving them their flowers and just make them like a favorite at some point. Um, and then there's Spain
2: and this, this new Spain is a lot of fun. Oh yeah.
1: So that is a tough group. I'm going to, I'm going to pick, I'm picking Spain to win that group, but that is going to be such a tough group to be in. Do I think it's the group of death? It's up there. I might change. I I might, my opinion might change as we get closer to the Euro, but right now it's definitely, I would say it's the, it is the group of death.
2: Okay, okay. But yeah. Uh any thoughts on group B? Uh no. When you Yeah, it's pretty much uh I think I, I'm I'm probably gonna go if I had to choose I'd probably go for Spain.
1: Okay. Alright man, all right, group C we have Slovenia, Denmark, Serbia, and England
3: um dude England is just so much fun to watch
1: England is fun to watch but it's also hilarious watching them fall apart um yep they were it's... they were literally a, P, a pk away from winning the euro last last time um obviously Italy won um, but but yeah, England has so much to play for. I mean, Harry Kane, obviously new situation over at Bayern Munich. Um we'll see what this team looks like um for 2024. Should be another fun team, another probably another really good group, hopefully some new faces in in England, but we'll see. Um Serbia is going to be an interesting team to see how they're been, how they're developing now. Obviously, there's a lot of a lot of young names. That are coming out of Serbia, Denmark, all, also another really good team in the tournament. Um, obviously, the last last year we had the unfortunate incident that happened with Christian Eriksen. Um, not saying that that has anything to do with them now, but I mean, still that's going to be. I'm sure that someone's going to bring that up. Uh, unfortunately, but but I mean, aside from that, Denmark's always a really like sturdy, solid team um, in these tournaments.
2: Yeah. Slovenia.
1: Hmm. I have no idea about Slovenia, so I I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just really looking forward to watching Slovenia.
2: They might come on and surprise you, you never know.
1: Exactly. Uh,
2: but I think most people would pick England, but I'm going with Denmark. I'm going with England. Okay.
1: Obviously this is just early predictions. It's not don't don't hold these to don't hold these accountable. Uh Group D, we have the winner of Path A, so once again, that could be Poland, Estonia, Wales, or Finland. Um, taking on that's going to be joining Netherlands, Austria, France. I'm going to tell you right now, if Poland wins Path A, Group D is the group of death.
2: Yeah, that is
1: that is, that a is very like very strong. I, group. I get Spain, Croatia, Italy, and Albania, but if you add Poland into that. I think that's a that's a tougher group than Group B. Yeah, hands down. That's that's gonna be my that's gonna be my hot take. If Poland wins Path A, Netherlands, Poland, Austria, and France is a tougher group than Spain, Croatia, Italy, and Albania. I will put this on the reel.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong.
1: Yeah, it, that would be a very tough group. All right, man. Group E. Belgium who's apparently old. Remember that never I'm never gonna let KDB down. Also, KDB, what the fuck was that for that video? It was like the weirdest video I ever saw in my life. You know what video mm-hmm. I'm talking
2: about? Refresh my memory.
1: <laughs> there's like a v there's a video like I think some dude was trying to take like a jersey of KDB. K D B stands up and the guy just starts dancing, so then he starts dancing. It's it's I'll I'll share it in in the in the in our group chat, but it it was just weird. I was like, "What the hell is this?" But yeah, so Belgium. I don't know, man. At this point, I have no faith in Belgium. But the like
3: they're just getting old, man.
1: I mean, I think I think Lukaku should not be called up for this one. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll see. Uh, Belgium, Slovakia, Romania, and the winner of Path B, which once again Path B is. Israel, Iceland, Bosnia, Herzegovina, and the and Ukraine. Um, even with with whoever wins that group, I still think Belgium should win this group. It's probably the easiest group
2: in the whole tournament. Yeah,
1: this is probably the easiest group.
2: Yeah. If I you're mean... if you're
1: Belgium, okay. And I'm I'm not you know. Apologies to Slovakia, Romania. Well, well
3: I mean, yeah, I mean, if you let's put it this way, if Ukraine wins Group B, I think Ukraine may actually come out of that one the winner.
1: Oh, I think the oh, they come out as a winner. I mean, I I would think Ukraine would c- come out of this group, but yeah, I, I I but I'm just saying, Belgium has no excuse into winning. You know, like they have no excuses. Like they are pound for pound the the, the big dog in this one. Yeah, it's like you're in, you're 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 like a big friggin' basset hound and, and you're in a group with, like, three very feisty chihuahuas.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, well, I mean, yeah, I'll, gi- I'll give a shih tzu for, for Ukraine. But, like, you should come out of this group on top. You should come out on top of this group. That's all I got Um Group F, Turkey, the winner of Pavci, Portugal, and Czech Republic. PAVSI Um, Just so you guys know, once again, it's Georgia, Luxembourg, Greece, and Kazakhstan. I think Greece would probably be the better opponent to be in this group. I'm not saying it's group of death level, but this would be the fun group.
3: I guess this would be like the, yeah, I guess you could call it the fun group. But I was going to say, I was like, honestly, I think this one would be between Turkey and Portugal. I think that's that's what it would be, even if Greece came out of it.
1: Yeah, I agree with. But I'm just saying this is going to be the fun group because like any of these teams, I could see any of these any of these teams win. You know, Portugal Mm. maybe they're getting a little old. Um, Yeah, Greece would be a good opponent. Turkey, I think some people (laughs) like sleep on Turkey too much. Czech Republic, another team that's kind of building something over there. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but obviously, there's six groups, so I think that they do have, if I'm not mistaken, like the because what that's 12 teams, yeah, 12 teams that 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 would advance. So I'm guessing like uh, four of the best third place teams move on. Also, for the wait, no, four best, the four best, third, yeah, for the for the group is for the round of 16. I think that that's how the tournament does it. I could be wrong uh once again we'll do a we'll do a more in depth preview for the euro when we get to the euro when we get close to the euro not not now but yeah, so it's a that is that is the drawing i think all in all I think this is going to be a very fun tournament um euro usually
2: i think euro usually does really well uh
1: you know it's it's always fun uh obviously fifa's already said they're they're going to have like their their uh what's it called DLC mm-hmm. for the for the tournament um yeah we'll see we'll we'll see i i i euros usually a good one i mean the 2020 euro which was in 2020 was it 2021 that they had it yeah, so. yeah 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 the 2020 euro but it was in 2021 um, that was a fun tournament. Uh, there was a lot, a lot happened in that tournament. Obviously, you know, it ended with Italy winning the whole thing. Um, so I mean, Euro is always a fun tournament to watch. And you're talking about another big summer of soccer because you have the Euro. You're gonna have the Copa America, which is gonna be also including Concacaf in there. The Olympics is gonna be happening as well. So this summer, uh me and ever gonna have to find a way to take a break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. But yeah, there's a lot, lot of, a lot of soccer that's gonna be happening in the summer. But I, I'm excited for this tournament. Uh, Euro is always a fun competition. I, I know that we've spoken out about like, you know, that the we need to do better of re- be giving, being able to give these guys rests, and it's just hard. It, it really is. Um, I think maybe you get rid of the Nations League. That's one, one thing that would do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know. But uh, anyways, what, what. Are you, are you excited for this 2024 Euro?
3: Yeah. I mean, you know me. Like you said it yourself. I'm the Euro snob, so I'm always going to be looking at. I'm going to be basically looking at the young talent that Barcelona could probably snatch up.
1: <laughs> With what money?
2: Exactly. <laughs> it's just living on a hope and a prayer.
1: All right. But, all right. So that is the drawing for the Euro. We're going to go ahead and take a break and then. You're going to hear me and Jose talk about the MLS Cup Final, and then you'll hear me and Edward talk about Liga MX. so get ready for that. Hey, guys, this is Hector from the Insert Name FC podcast here to tell you guys about Candidips. It is a great tasting, superior alternative to traditional dip using CBD in a way that is radical, enjoyable, and effective. It comes in five core flavors, wintergreen, mint, citrus, mango, and American spice. Canadip CBD is the new evolution in dip, allowing guys to enjoy great, long-lasting taste without the downsides. If you guys want to go ahead and try them out, use the code BELLYUP20 at CandidateCBD.com. Once again, BELLYUP20 at CandidateCBD.com, and you'll get yourself 20% off your purchase. Thank you again for Canadips for being a great partner of BellyUp Sports. Alright guys, conference semifinal. Sem- Fuck. The conference finals, <laughs> G- semifinals, also technically. But it's over. Uh, do I want to remember it? Hell no. But it happened. Uh, and we do have an MLS <laughs> Cup final. Um, and of course, obviously joining us to continue talking about the MLS Cup is, of course, Jose Tejas of Gold TV. Uh, this is brought to you by Gold TV. Gold TV is the Hulu streaming service equivalent to soccer content here in the United States. So if you guys want to know what us dumb Yanks. Are thinking about this beautiful game well there is your one-stop shop for all things soccer content here in the u.s and jose tez is the mastermind behind it
4: i appreciate that bro thanks for having me Hector. i'm uh <clears throat> i'm kind of excited to talk about the the mls cup final uh i say kind of just because like man it, it my predictions went totally off the rails bro totally like i was i was so bullish on picking the teams that i picked and it just didn't pan out that way man so i know i know your your boys down in houston didn't get it um uh, and i had them going through but the other side didn't work out, out for me either if I'm being honest
1: yeah i'm sure Young will will never let it go for you about the whole uh supporter shield thing but all right so we'll yeah. go right into it man the eastern conference finals third place columbus crew beats fc cincinnati 3-2 in a game that it looked very comfortable for FC Cincinnati for the beginning part of the game, and then it just just had a – Christian Ramirez came in. That's what happened. Christian Ramirez comes into the game, and uh, Columbus Crew goes ahead and scores three unanswered goals, and now FC Cincinnati has to be reminded that they gave up a 2-0 lead, which, I'll, to be honest, is probably one of the most dangerous leads in soccer because you get a little bit um, – I don't want to say ignorant, but you do end up being a little confident, especially for a team that's got for' that's still pretty new to FC Cincinnati all of this is still pretty new to them, you know first time Supporter shields winner first time first seed, first time heavy favorite right, and so they go in, they got this comfortable two 0 lead in their home stadium against their rival nothing, nothing could fall could fall apart, and <laughs> you know Christian Ramirez comes into the game a very just Awful own goal that happens for I believe it was Powell that ends up putting in that own goal, um, and, and yeah, it just just kept tumbling, tumbling down until then. Christian Ramirez does end up scoring the winner for for Columbus Crew, but yeah, Columbus Crew wins it in Ohio. The I will say though, an amazing conference final to have it be the Hell is Real of ter- uh, Derby, and it's just yep. amazing game. But I mean. You were really confident in MC Cincinnati. You said until proven wrong, the supportership winner should be the, the the top dog. I guess yeah. you're proven wrong now.
4: i tell you what, I, 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 uh, I've been thinking about that for a while, and I don't know if I was necessarily proven wrong. I don't think Cincinnati proved me wrong at all. Um, I think in a match where I heard a lot of noise about Vasquez hadn't scored in playoffs yet, the MVP hadn't scored in playoffs yet, you know, those guys showed up, man. They they showed up, uh, got, you know, a, a an early two oh lead on arguably the most complete team in MLS. I I still think that they showed out in a big way. And I think this, this is what Columbus crew does. They they force you to like question the validity of someone as big as or I just want to say as successful as Cincinnati has been this season, right? We start to question all of the opinions we've had about this team, but in reality they've been good. Uh, they were good in that conference final. I just don't think they were able to keep up, man. I think um it it just felt like Columbus had this clutch factor that I didn't account for that maybe the prediction got himself, Shao Yan of Rage Green TV, was able to account for but I will not blame this on Cincinnati losing the game. I will credit all this all in the in the world to Columbus crew and their ability to clutch up when it matters most. You mentioned before Christian Ramirez. That guy's got ice in his veins. Like, like like unlike anybody I've seen in MLS in, in at least a few seasons, um, dude, he has 90, just over 90 minutes totally played in all of the, of the playoffs. Diego Rossi, his teammate, has like four to five X of that, right? Like hundreds of minutes played and they're tied on goals. Like like something about Christian Ramirez, just his clutch factor, his ability to, to, to be called upon by Wilfred Nancy, come onto the pitch, say, Hey son, go out there, do what you do. I have all the confidence in the world and he delivers time and time again. I mean, you can't prepare for that. You can't, you can't coach that defensively either. Um, you know, he comes in at a time when maybe the legs aren't quite underneath a defense in Cincinnati. That's missing Matt and there's a lot of there's a lot of you know uh mls fans right now that especially cincinnati fans that are blaming him for the l i mean that shit's kind of crazy i mean it's yes you didn't have him yes it was kind of due to his own fault but you're still the reigning supporter shield winners right you should be able to get up for a game like this and they did but columbus just when it mattered most they showed up uh, they got the goals they needed in the most crucial moments um the 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 first goal came at a really interesting time as far as timing wise the second goal came minutes minutes from the game being over um and and then of course the winner right the winner coming minutes before penalty kicks like that type of just ice in your veins performance with Columbus crew I will give them the credit all the credit in the world I'm not a crew hater I I honestly don't have that much of stock invested in most Eastern Conference teams I just, I love the underdog and I felt like going into this game, even though they were supportive shield winners, Cincinnati was being treated a little bit as the underdog but I didn't see a real reason why. Um, so, you know, for me, they still had a hell of a performance, hell of a run in the end playoffs. I expect nothing but improvement for 2024 uh, because that's the precedent that they've set with their 2023 performance. But dude, the crew, man, I- you just got a feeling that right? There's no way they could do that in the Eastern Conference Final and not find a way to put it all together for MLS Cup. It would be very underwhelming if that was the case.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think what you said is right about SC Cincinnati. I think, you know, beside, beside the fact that they gave up a 2-0 lead, they still played an amazing performance. The game still went to extra time. It took the final minutes for, for Columbus Crew to come back into that game and I mean, but on the other side, you got to give props to the mentality that Columbus crew had to continue to press forward, even though you're in a very rough, going in rough into the first half, knowing the second half, knowing that you're down two, two nil. And, you know, especially after that Lucho Acosta, like banger free kick, I, I that was just like, good God, I, I dropped my phone actually. <laughs> um, thank God I have carpet. Uh, But, but yeah, yeah. like it was just, it, it was an amazing goal. And I was like, yeah, that. I thought that was the nail in the coffin right there. I was like, "All right, the MVP puts in the back of the uh, yeah. net." But Columbus Crew once again, uh, you know, one of the things that I've been kind of saying it's about those teams that are able to win in different ways. Columbus Crew, throughout this playoffs, has shown that they were able to win in different ways, different fashions, and it also the sugar on top. They are the mo- the most complete team in the MLS um, going into going into this final. So. I think I I felt pretty confident that Columbus Crew could make it to the final. I said it, they were able to uh, pass up uh, Orlando. I felt like they could, it, it's a clear path for them to the MLS Cup. Nothing against FC Cincinnati, but I just felt like they they just flipped that switch when it came time. But yeah, Columbus Crew moving on to yeah. the MLS Cup final.
4: And I will say this one more thing, Hector. I think this this the comeback that the crew were able to put together. Right, the coming down from behind. 0-2. some will say Cincinnati choked it. I don't think that comeback happens against any other team. I think the only other team that could have put this together across all of MLS was the crew had, had Cincinnati let's imagine a world where they went to the MLS cup final. Had they been up to two O on either LAFC or Houston? I don't think either team would have been able to come back. Like, I just, I feel like they, they are a winning team. They have that mentality. It's, I don't know if it's a gene per se right but i i think they do have some of that i think that the crew with how dynamic they are just led by by nancy's tactics were able to adjust enough and you could tell like wilford nancy was he was worried bro he was worried on the sideline you could tell he was stressing when they were down 0-2 he made a lot of adjustments just tactically in, in terms of how they were set up who made runs when and how much they o- overloaded cincinnati uh offensively so I think that th- this is the only team that could have done this. I think it had, had it been anybody else, had, had Cincinnati found a way through, um, I don't even see Denny Bowanga and LAFC and the crew, um, you know, pulling off that type of upset. We saw it against Houston. They're not a, we'll, we'll talk about it, right? They're not a possession-based team. Crew legitimately in the second half against Cincinnati had, like, the majority of the possession. They were slamming it down Cincinnati's throat, just trying to really create that opportunity. And uh, and they did. So kudos to, to them. They deserve to be an MLS Cup.
1: Yep. Now going to the Western Conference Final, unfortunately, uh, LAFC <laughs> beats the Houston Dynamo two nil. Um, honestly, I would I would argue that that scoreline could probably be a lot more, uh, but the way I took it from watching that game, LAFC just outdogged the Houston Dynamo. They they played in a very physical in-your-face type of way throughout the game. They never let the Dynamo build any play up. They didn't let Hector Herrera do much, get time with the ball. Same thing with Arter, same thing with Coca-Cola Skia. Um They shut down the wing play. That was impressive, the way that they performed defensively. And I think mm-hmm. they were just buying their time. I think that's exactly what LAFC was doing throughout that game, which is let's just get in their face, and when our opportunity comes, we'll take it, and that's exactly what they did. Um, that style of play, I will tell you, is a very frustrating <laughs> style if you're the team that has to play against it be- and I could tell you I was watching it and I was getting frustrated um, <laughs> cuz y- you know we're you you know what you're best suited for which is being able to build through the midfield and the Dynamo just couldn't do it and you can see them rushing things out they ended up and and you know you know it's bad when you have to just fuck it I'll just take a shot from outside the box and see if it goes in um crapo had a pretty good performance as well i gotta add to that as well but lafc yeah i I think simply just dogged the houston dynamo
4: yeah i think crapo's been that dude since he came back right like he's slowly been getting back to what he was you know even leading into everyone remembers the injury he he underwent you know uh, in their run-up to mls cup last season i think um you know uh his comeback has been real i think uh you know (laughs) I keep going back to like, you know, Shaoyan and rave green TV and I him not giving Krapel, you know, enough credit in my opinion, um, you know, regarding his performances, especially against Seattle in the, in the playoffs and the run up to this point. Um, but I think he's been solid, man. And he showed it again against Houston. It's crazy. It, this match felt like a European match in the sense that, you know, very rarely, I think in MLS, do you see teams with this much possession, not walk away with something. Right. I think the Houston dynamo did that. and, you know they had that what was it 65 70% of the ball um and really just weren't able to to convert i mean that was the story of the day lafc countered extremely well it wasn't the bowanga show that i expected um and i think that that's, that's credit to houston right i think they were able to find interesting ways of of isolating him but set pieces man um my boy ryan Hollingshed, i say my boy cuz for those who aren't aware he he was an fc dallas player for almost a decade uh, before moving over to LAFC in that Marco Farfán trade, and um, you know the guy is, is just—I um, wouldn't say he's the most clutch defender in the world, but he—he's—he's he's such a versatile player. He can really contribute in the offense as a defender in so many different ways. And I really do think he's one of the best outside backs MLS has to offer. He got that goal uh, to open things up, dude. The Escobar own goal was—it was the nail in the coffin uh, in like a really sad way. I kind of felt for Houston when that happened. I was like damn, it's over. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's like if there was any shot at coming back, I felt like that just deflated the entire team. Um, but look, man, with all of this said, like it, it was a massively close final. I think Houston Dynamo and their fans should be very pr- proud, very proud of how how much this team has evolved. I won't say changed, how much they have evolved um, over the course of the 2023 season. The expectations, I think, couldn't be higher heading into 2024. Um, and you know, from LAFC perspective, this is where they were supposed to be, right? I think Houston had the best opportunity to disrupt that, that right? And really prevent them from getting to the final. But this is where they were supposed to be. This with, with as good as has been all season, with the missed opportunities and Leagues Cup and um the CONCACAF Champions Cup. Like all of those dropped balls have led to where they are now, and they're gonna be amped up as hell to win M L S Cup final, but they they do have a massive hill in front of them to climb. So but look, man, Houston. Uh, when I'm talking to you, Hector, or any other fan out there, uh, Houston fans have a lot, a lot to be proud of. And I would say, in the final home game of the season for the Dynamo, you delivered something for the fans, and I'm sure they're going to remember for quite some time. So uh, they're going to be moves this off season. Players are going to step out. I'm sure you know Olson is going to bring more talent in. But uh, if, if if it even gets close to what it was this season in terms of the players that are coming in to help the team, man, uh, being a Dallas fan myself, I am worried about the Dynamo. So. Um, two two nil does not speak to this to this game, not not effectively. I think it was um it was a super close game all the way through. Lafc just had you know really the the the, the firepower, and I think the mentality um, to get this one over the line. That was pretty much it.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think uh, I think most Dynamo fans. I don't think anybody thought that this is how the year was going to go. Um, obviously going from 13th place in in the Western Conference last year to to now being in the Western Conference Finals um open cup now you know next season they're going to be they're eligible for the Con- uh, concap champions league for winning the US open cup so now they have that tournament going on so it is going to be big on how Ben Olsen you know Pat Onstan and, and Asher uh the technical director for the Dynamo how how they go about this season cuz now you're going to need that depth uh more so than ever i mean any team that's having to compete in all these tournaments LAFC is, is one that definitely definitely understands that. I mean, I don't know how often do we have to hear Steve Tarundla complain about that. But <laughs> uh, so now that's like, but for the first time ever since a long time, the Dynamo fans have expectations. Like, there's most people, you know, the reason behind the, the poor attendance, the reason behind just like the very lack of support from this team is because there was a point where the ownership group that, that was here before Ted Siegel just didn't care. And now that Ted Segal's come in, you can see how much has changed just overall how the stadium has been rebuilt from just little things that like, maybe there's some dynamo fans. that are still negative Nancy's that just complain about everything, but I think the mesh seating was clutch. I think uh, how they built that stadium creating some sort of club level sort of experience on one side of of the stadium was also brilliant. You know their mar the Dynamo marketing team has always been great. It's just now people are now noticing it. Um, yeah. but it's you know you're just, you're seeing a new different culture now here with uh, with the Dynamo, so it's exciting. Um Hector Herrera, uh, a great person that I've gotten the pleasure to get to know of, loves the city. He he told me that for, he actually personally told me that he loves he loves Houston. He loves it there. Um, there's no other place that he wanted to be at. So like it, it's crazy how it's gonna look. Hopefully they bring back Griffin Dorsey. Um, hopefully they go after a nine, uh, cause I think that's going to be a big addition for the team. Hopefully not someone with that name runs with Lelash and Ferreira, uh, get, get, <laughs> his, get his KSC loving ass out of here, but yeah. maybe try to bring back Christian Ramirez. I don't know. <laughs> so, I,
4: mean... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, that guy, I don't know what it is. I really don't. Um, like I said, I think he's just, um, and and p- people will say like, oh, somebody's coming off the bench, you know, as a super sub, you can't, you can't expect that uh, for the long term And I don't necessarily agree with that. I think Ramirez could offer either the crew or any other team that picks him up for next season and beyond a ton, uh, whether it's off the bench or even as a starter. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Houston, Dude go back dog. to Houston. I think that what they've done. Yeah. A hundred percent. But I think what, what he, I think what, what the crew, uh, I'm sorry, what the dynamo have done right is is this season they have an you know if if anybody here watches you know wake up mls on goals tv i think ernan from we are austin tv said it really well um they've provided certain clubs around this league with the blueprint right like with uh an opportunity i i think you know cough cough call Rapids Rapids, cough cough um i think it's like clubs like that right where you feel like ownership is not given up but they've made the minimal investment they've kept things afloat they've uh you know offered enough encouragement to bring most of the fans back to an extent but not really gone above and beyond to build a a winning organization um I think that you know for for those those fans right like the Rapids for example I think this is a blueprint you can realistically follow right um if you have um, a director uh, a manager who understand not just the type of players they need to make a system work, but the mentality of the player they need to win, right? Not just, you know, look, you know, play a certain type of of soccer on the field, but actually win games, win big games and make deep runs into um, not just MLS cup playoffs, but other trophy cabinet opportunities within, you know, throughout the broader season. Um, I, I give all the credit to Houston dynamo. They've kind of created this blueprint that other teams can follow. So uh, I don't know if other teams will follow suit. I think that you know there's a lot of you know to to, to like about what Houston did this this season that was pretty unique to them. But man, I, I got to tip the cap, man. I'm I'm really hoping that we kind of here at you know here in Dallas make some money moves that um, are similar to to what Houston did this past season.
1: Oh uh, yeah, definitely, man. So I'm definitely excited uh, for the future of Dynamo. Um, yeah, but yeah, but there is an MLS Cup final. It is going to be December 9th. Um, obviously every year. My birthday always falls in line with the MLS Cup. Uh my is December twelfth. Obviously it's not but you know most people celebrate on the weekend. Um <laughs> and who yeah let's let have a party on a Tuesday. Uh that's actually a song too by the way <laughs> not that I think about it. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah so MLS Cup final December night. It's gonna be free on Apple TV. No one has any fucking excuse. You <laughs> you can go on Apple T V watch it for free. Um, it's going to be at least 3 p.m. Central time, but Columbus crew, LAFC, it's in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, honestly, if you're a U.S. men's national team fan, you know that that's one of the ultimate home field advantages, um, unless you're going to Minnesota because you're facing off Honduras and El Salvador. Uh, but, <laughs> 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 but but yeah, uh, I mean, what is it? Uh, I'll, we'll start with LAFC. I feel like they're the underdogs going into this game. At least that's how I would Look at them right now, even yeah. though they're they're the returning you know returning champions. I hate the t- I hate the phrase defending champions because it makes no sense to me. But they're at a prime opportunity to pull a back to back championship, something that hasn't been done since I think the LA Galaxy. <laughs> Actually, weirdly enough, I think it could be that like that far yeah. back since we had a back. There, there hasn't
4: been a back to back champ in a while.
1: So, they're attempting to go for that. And so, what does LAFC need to do? to be a, a repeating champion
4: i think um i think that this is the one strength lafc really has this season um outside of the whole denny bowanga hype train right anybody i think who who's even watched lafc play a handful of times this season at all understands how powerful that man is and how important he is to their attack but i what i will also say is that um this is a, I think, a stat. There's a stat running around there that, that that not not many fans are focusing on, which is that LAFC have not been scored on in like 300 plus minutes in the last 300 plus minutes available to play. LAFC have not conceded a goal. The most impressive, from my perspective, was not conceding to Seattle in Seattle, right? Beating Seattle in a game in a playoff game that frankly they haven't lost since 2012, right? So to me, that was the most impressive performance they did host Houston again and and again shut them out and so and and again shut out a team that I felt going into that, that game was one of the more high octane offenses we've seen all year throughout MLS and so I was expecting Houston to pump in at least a goal and they were still even if it was through standout performances from Crapo or or just you know a little bit of luck going their way they were able to again hold another clean sheet so for me I think while Columbus does have the advantage in terms of total team play, I rate LAFC's backline more than I rate Columbus's backline, and part of that is due to the tactics, right? Part of that is due to Wilfred Nancy's, you know, three four two one formations he likes to run, right? Um, and he likes to be very very open and dynamic, um, and it's you know, for for that reason, right? They were they they were they gave up two goals against Cincinnati. Um, but I think, you know, that back line, the veteran leadership of Chiellini, Murillo seems to be playing like a tried and true center back right now next to him. dupalacios is like a, rel- a revelation in terms of just, you know, forward going production. Um, the amount of cutting passes he's able to put into the attacking third is second to none in MLS. Uh, I think there's a lot to like about the back line for LAFC. And I would consider it to be the rock that they have any chance of of winning this final. It's going to be because of their back line, not necessarily because of their ability to score goals through Belonga.
1: No, yeah, I think uh, with LAFC, I think you add that part, and I think, um, I think another thing that I I don't think people are at least mentioning much is the physicality of how LAFC plays. Um, you mm-hmm. know, being able to see how they were able to do that with the Dynamo, and I think that physicality will be a benefit. Would be something that they should be able to take into that Columbus Crew game. Because um, Columbus Crew also a really good midfield that they have there as well. Um, if they're able to even just do some somewhat similar what they were able to do with Dynamo and just make that midfield a non-factor into that game into the game, LAFC could easily just once again just buy their time and find their opportunities. And, and so I, I that's where I see where LAFC has the best best chance at winning this game is being able to yeah. do exactly what they did with uh, with the Dynamo.
4: Yeah, I think I think LAFC is very happy to to give up possession. I think I think um, Hollingshead said that in the post game interviews, right? It was like, look, I think we should only worry. And Trudello echoed his sentiment a little bit. You know, we should only worry if um, they're creating meaningful chances from the possession that they have, which uh, he he considered Houston's chances for, to really not be that meaningful, right? Um, in, in the grand scheme of things, and so uh, I think if they do that again, you know, when, when they think about game planning for the the rampant attack that Columbus is going to throw at them. I think they're going to be okay with giving up possession. They're going to be okay with conceding all of that um, and just limiting the amount of opportunities created by guys like Diego Rossi, guys like Cucho Hernandez, um, and even deeper into that midfield, right? Nagby and Morris kind of starting all of that off for them. I think they're going to be okay. Let them have the ball so long as that they're not, um, you know, stretching the back line so much that create that, that meaningful chances are being created. So We'll see, man. That's going to be the key to to victory for LAFC for me.
1: Yeah, and now you go on the other side, which is I would argue is the probably the favorite, especially because it's in, it's going to be in Columbus, Ohio, and that's the Columbus yeah. Crew. Um, the mo- it, it, for as many regard as like the most complete team in this tournament. Um, obviously, what makes them different versus the other teams that LAFC has faced off so far in the playoffs, and what's their edge going into this final?
4: Man, I think well. One you mentioned before, right? The edge. Well, I won't say this is the edge, but this is a massive X factor. Is the home build advantage, right? Um, you know, we've seen away they've conceded two, you know, uh, four on the road to Atlanta, two on the road to Cincinnati. Like they're 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 very capable on the road of leaking goals, and 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 some of that is due to the back line they run. They run a you know three in the back formation, and they're, they leave themselves open to counters. Um, but you know, with that said, it's it's still Uh, a very high octane offense team Um, I think that you know they're very confident in their ability to match any of the goals that they concede and that's where a crowd like the one in Columbus is going to be able to I think really feast on the mentality of the LAFC players I think that the minute that a goal goes in from Columbus's standpoint it's going to be loud it's going to be crazy I think that that the environment is going to be massive right and um, especially when you think about, you know, some of the things they're going to be celebrating, right? If, uh, um, if, if, if they're able to put this all together with some of the players who've come in middle of the season, it'll be a massive victory for Nazis boys. So, um, uh, so the crowd's going to be a massive factor. But outside of that, I think the, the, the true like indicator of success for Columbus crew in this game, oh man, I, I think I have to put it down to one player. It probably has to be it probably has to be Cucho and not in the obvious way. And what I mean by that is I expected Cucho this with how productive he was in the regular season to be a monster in playoffs. He hasn't really been that for me. He's actually been slightly underwhelming. I think you know, some of the goals he's put away have been when nothing was really on the line, right? There's been an open net against Orlando. You know, it's an extra time goal here and there when, when the, the team he's playing against is basically dead on the field. They're not... You know, the, the effort isn't there so much. The legs are gone. And, you know, he kind of uses his European experience to get around them at that point. I think Guccio needs to be a massive presence from the get-go in this game. Like, he needs to be everywhere. He's be pressing everything. He needs to be getting two, three, four, five shots in the first half alone. Uh, I think that they need to force this back line back as far back as they possibly can. And if they don't do that, the longer that it remains zero zero, 0 uh, the more that it favors LAFC. You know, that's, that's just kind of how I see it. Um, don't get me wrong, the crew are a thousand percent the favorites. They should be. Um, they're the most talented. Well, they're probably the most either talented or complete team collectively in MLS and they're playing at home. But LAFC, I mean, make no mistake, right? They're experienced. They're uh they've been here before as recently as last season. Um uh, and they could they could double up. And so I don't know, man. This could be I thought last season was going to be the most banger MLS Cup final we would have seen in a long time because Philly was Philly. They were a dominant force in the East. And then you had the star-studded lineup of LAFC. Gareth Bale was was still in MLS and had those crazy goals. And now you don't have that per se, but it feels like it's even bigger somehow. So I don't know, man. I mean, it, I don't know if we're making predictions just yet, but I could see this going to extra time. I don't think it's going to be settled in, in, the, in the regulation or the regular 90.
1: Oh, yeah um i before we do predictions uh what is your your key player to watch from both teams
4: Ooh, um from LAFC I think it's got to be guys like Chiellini I think it has to be I think he he needs to step up in the back um which he always kind of does right but sometimes you see a little bit of shit shithousery come from him uh I think he's he's got to use the breadth of experience that he has right? Uh, you think back to his days with Bonucci at Juventus and how much they actually won, both there and even with the Italian national team. Um, I think he needs to be instilling all of that that championship confidence in his team. I think it will start in the back for them, uh, and they can they can really kind of use that to, to gain momentum as the match goes along. So everything he does well will affect positively the rest of the team. I think he's the key for LAFC. And I think for the crew... I don't know if there's a key per se for me. I think the 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 the, the most important player is going to be, you know, Darlington Nagby. I just think everything will flow through him. Um, you know, whether it's the, the the possession and how they move the ball, or if it's where the, the meaningful chances that get created start. I think everything flows through Nagby. Um, he's vying for his fourth MLS cup victory um, and he could very well get it, man. So I, I don't know, you know, another very experienced player that everyone in, in that locker room should be leaning on when it comes to, how to win MLS Cup? Um, those those two guys are, I think, the driving forces for each of their respective teams.
1: Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a go with with Crapo for for LAFC. Mm-hmm. I think that there's definitely a confidence with that backline, knowing that you have when you have a a really good goalkeeper, you get you could tell that there's a, that backline players with a certain confidence going into that, knowing that if they make a mistake, they have that support uh, from the goalkeeper, um, and I mean. Obviously if you're talking about storylines, this is this is probably like the best storyline as you can get. The man that, you know, unfortunately sacrificed his leg to to prevent a goal, uh, literally last year to come back and be able to bring this team back to the MLS Cup final and get a chance to actually and I mean, yes, he won the MLS Cup last year. Like don't I don't think anybody's gonna take that away from him, but obviously he's he's not going to do that. Like he's going to say, yeah. No, I need to be the guy that that wins it and so for him this is like that full circle moment crazy enough that it was a year ago that it all happened but to be able to one recover from that and, and two to now be back in that same situation and be able to bring your team another championship it's second championship back to back for like it's been a long time since we've seen the mls team do it um would be a great story arc for him and then on the other side um i mean Look, the Columbus crew went all out to bring this guy in. You know, they, they lost, uh, I'm trying to remember Zeller uh, Zella Ryan. You know, they, oh, yeah, yeah, he went to it, Europe. They got rid of that number 10 to bring in another number 10 in Diego Rossi. You know, this is this is kind of the reason why they, that he was brought here. Uh, I know Darnison Abbey definitely is the huge X factor. I, I agree 100%. But I think this, you know, Columbus crew felt like they were missing one piece and, I would argue that Diego Rossi is looked at as that one that extra piece that they needed, because um, I think a lot of people thought it was crazy that Zeller Ryan was easily let go that way to go to I believe Saudi mm. Arabia is where he ended up going, uh, yeah. or somewhere around there. But uh, for him to, but you two
4: know, days two days later they signed Rossi,
1: and two days later they signed Rossi. So clearly they were able, they were okay with moving on from Zeller Ryan to bring in Diego Rossi, a guy that has MLS experience. We're also full circle moment for him because he's facing his former team in the in LAFC. So there's story arcs everywhere, man. There's just there's a story everywhere.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I'll say this about Rossi. Look, I think um I think gonna be pressure on Rossi. I think um you know I still think the X factor is gonna be nagby but I think that you know if there's a player that needs to feel like there's some pressure on him to deliver outside of Kucho for that team, it's gonna be Diego Rossi. I know he scored in the last game against Cincinnati. And that was a clutch, a clutch as hell goal. I, you know, respect to that, but he hasn't done much outside of that, in my opinion, for someone who was coming from Fenerbahce, right? A champions league level squad into major league soccer. And I was expecting more than five goals and six assists. Like I just were, I I just was, you know, I was expecting um, more production and maybe, maybe that could have been a little naive from my perspective, right? Um, In terms of how difficult it can be to transition from um, a major European league into major league soccer. It's just different, you know, all the way around. Um, But with that said, I mean, he's definitely talented enough to have better production. And so I think, you know, and he he probably knows that himself, probably understands that. Um, But I just think with, with him being, you know, um, someone that as a player, I've always seen hold himself to a certain standard. I think he's going to be gunning for, some kind of major contribution to this game and rightfully so. I think that we should all be expecting a little bit more from Diego Rossi.
1: Exactly. All right. It's time for predictions. Who do you got going uh to win the I don't know why I said going. Who do you got winning the 2023 <sighs> MLS Cup?
4: Man, I I haven't done this really all bracket um outside of like the blatantly obvious matchups like the wild card around one. But I think I really have to go with with the home team. Man, the the crew look like I I, kind of, I alluded to it before a little bit when, when we were talking about how the Eastern Conference final went. It would be a shame if crew put on a performance like they did against Cincinnati in the Hell is Real Derby, put all that work into winning the Eastern Conference just to not tie it all together with a fancy bow on top in the MLS Cup final. I think the crew should do this. I think Wilford Nancy has assembled a true, true team of winners and we've seen how important That is mentally for team other teams out there like the Houston Dynamo. That mentality aspect of it all can't be ignored. I think that they have that. The LAFC LAFC have that as well. I'm I'm not saying they don't. Um, I just think it's not collective. I think they have big big players who step up in big moments, but I don't know if it's going to be enough to truly contest a a, a very strong collective in the crew for ninety minutes plus. So. I'm I think it's gonna be close. I, I I do think there's gonna be multiple goals in this game. If I had to put a number on as far as the prediction goes, I would go as far as saying two one to the crew. Um I think I think LAFC is it's gonna be hard to keep them off, off the score sheet that maybe it's Belonga, maybe it's somebody else, but they're gonna get a goal. Um I, I just think crew are going to outscore them and uh and they're gonna let the, the home crowd fuel them all the way to the MLS Cup victory. So I got the crew, two one.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I've been praising the Columbus crew. Uh, for quite some time this season now because, like I said, they look like the most complete team. Um, yeah. And, and there's a difference between best team and, and complete team. Uh, I do think FC Cincinnati was the best team going into this tournament. Um, but, I mean, when you're talking about a complete team, everybody's clicking in all cylinders. Um, everyone plays as a unit, and, and that is what Columbus Crew is. I I, I don't think we're going to see a team repeat uh, this this year, or maybe not for quite some time. I don't think repeating is going to be as easy as, as people think it's going to be. This LASC team, while they had their moments, it, uh, I just don't think they're just that good enough compared to Columbus Crew. There's a reason why most of the Eastern Conference teams were above a lot of the Western Conference teams, especially overall uh, uh overall records. And, and so, yeah, Columbus Crew, I think, handles this game. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some struggles. I mean... With a back three, who's to say who's going to be who's going to have who's gonna, who's the lucky one or unlucky one, depending on how you feel? But who's going to have to cover Denny bolonga But I think with that midfield, yeah, I think I think Columbus Crew comes in and wins this game. I'm I'm going to say three one. I think they they put this out of reach. Oh wow! I think they put this out of reach in in the final minutes to to remove any hope for LAFC. So,
4: man, the disrespect to LAFC that's crazy. <laughs> also, yeah man I mean, it's gonna be, close. Always it's gonna love be a, a revenge
1: game. game i love revenge games and Di- Diego rossi it's a Diego rossi revenge game
4: <laughs> yeah it definitely is bro i mean like i said he's got more than enough motivation um i think rossi needs to show up in a big big way um but you know even if he does what he's been doing i'm not saying he's not contributing right but you expect goals out of rossi uh at least goal contributions and i think um even if he doesn't, the scary part about the crew is that you have Christian Ramirez just waiting on the bench, just waiting to come in and maybe notch that third goal that you're talking about. Put it behind um, the L- you know the LAFC defense when it matters the most at the very end of the game. Just completely kill the game off. Um, that could be it. It could be a Ramirez type of situation. So whether it's Rusty or anybody else, man, I think the, the crew just have a ton of options to come at you with. And, um, and they'll be ready for this game, man. It's going to be a good one.
1: Yeah, for sure. But all right, MLS Cup. This weekend, Saturday, December ninth, three p.m. Central Time. There's no excuse. It's going to be free on Apple TV. Um, it, it's easy to download. You don't. You don't need. You don't have to worry about. I mean, unless you have an iPhone. Unless you don't have an iPhone, then that's a whole different story. But if you have, a, <laughs> if you have a smart TV, you can download Apple TV. I got a Roku, so there's no excuse. If it's if it's on Roku, it's on everywhere else. So. Yep. So make sure you guys check it out. It's going to, I think it's going to be a great final, despite the three-one scoreline that I predicted. It's going to be a really good final. I'm excited for it. Would have been more excited if it was the Dynamo, but hey, beggars can't be choosers. We're no. uh, the finalists here, and I can't wait for it. But Jose Tevez, obviously, this isn't going to be the last time we see you this year because obviously we're going to have to recap the final. Uh, but yeah. obviously, thank you for being able to come in because. If you weren't here, it would just be me talking, and then we're just quietly just not knowing what the fuck to say. So, <laughs> so I appreciate it. I appreciate that much. Uh, but, no, um,
4: man, absolutely.
1: So go ahead and shamelessly plug whatever you want to plug, whatever whatever's new that's going on with Goals TV.
4: Yeah, man. I mean, look, I think with Goals TV, I, I feel like I say the same thing every week. But, I mean, could you go check it out. If, you, if you're a soccer fan, I, I feel pretty damn confident um, that you're going to love the content. We brought on uh, – at least five or six new creators this last month alone. They're all excited to be on the platform, meet every one of the fans who are coming in to to consume their content. And so, um, if like I said before, you know, whether you're a fan of any one given MLS club, if you're a Premier League fan, Serie A, La Liga, whatever it may be, um, there's something on that platform for you. And these are all fans, just like you, creating content and putting their opinions on the internet to build some sense of community while this sport is technically, technically still considered niche on this part of the world here in North America. So for anybody who checks it out, sincerely, uh, from the bottom of my heart, man, I appreciate it. It's uh, it's my baby. And if you ever want to have a chat about where we see this thing going, I mean, hit me up, my uh, my Twitter handle, at uh, It's Bromigo, always happy to chat. Um, but outside of that, man, Hector, thanks for having me on, bro. These these MLS talks are always a good time. Happy to recap the final. Hopefully, I have better luck. Uh, like I said, predictions in the, in the conference finals were fucking terrible um and so maybe i'll have better luck in the actual mls cup final we'll see man but like hector said if you've tuned into any part of mls this season guys go watch the final go watch the final like just 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 go watch it like if your team got knocked out like it is what it is like you know i, I mean shit dude i i made it only into one round in the playoffs if far be that's dallas fans considered <laughs> i'm still locked in go check it out it's a good time the season's about to be over a lot of crazy moves and transfers coming in the offseason and uh, there's more footy talk to be had, man. So go check that out. Apple TV Plus, Saturday, 3 p.m. Central.
1: Yeah, there you go. So thank you so much, Jose. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and transition right over to me and Edward recapping the quarterfinals of League I Mekis and, and previewing the semifinals, because that that's also going on as well. By the time this episode, oh, just just a little a little disclaimer. Obviously, by the time this episode drops, the first legs have already been played. So, if me and Edward have any dumb takes about about who wins in these rounds we we get it, we get it, <laughs> but
4: receipts, receipts, receipts
1: yeah, so but <laughs> just as a disclaimer, but yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and segue over to the league I playoffs talk all right, thank you once again, Jose, for coming on to talk uh m l s cup. We're not done with Jose, we're gonna have him obviously for one more week to recap the final uh so so well there's still more to come from jose teez um also check out all his stuff at goals.tv um you'll probably see me there for uh wake up mls uh where they're talking mls cup as well so you know you can go ahead and check me out there at goals tv once again it's free to subscribe go ahead and check it out but league eye man the quarterfinals is done and yeah, it, it went kind of the way it went. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> um, in the first quarterfinal, we had first place Club América beat Club León four to two. And I will say the story of all this is the first legs all went how I would have wanted it to go because that meant the second leg like, actually meant something. <laughs> because right. you keep it close when when the, when like the first. So, anyway, I, well you'll you'll get it. So, first leg of uh, of the America-Club-Leon game was a 2-2 draw. And then, in the second leg, America just went ahead and won 2-0. Um, but like I said, I like it when the first leg is close because the second leg is very important to how it's going to end for both these teams. Um, so, I, I appreciate that, that that it at least was competitive because um, it sucks when someone gets blown out like 5-0 and, and then it's like, what do we do in the second leg?
3: <laughs> right.
1: So, it's one. And I of think it one. was
3: a it was like at home at America's Home, right?
1: Yeah, the second leg is always at the at the the higher seed.
2: Hmm.
1: Which so. is like some people complain about like, "Oh, you know, I have to wait for my for, that like for people that are like the the MLS fans that we try to explain like the two-leg system cuz I think the real advantage would be that home leg. Yeah. Because like it, especially if you're like it's 1-1 one, one, oh, sweet, I get to go back to our home stadium, be with our home crowd, be able, have them deal with that environment in a playoff setting. Now, it's different when you're down 5-0 because, uh, I mean, home field advantage does yeah, nothing that for point. you.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, at that point, you
2: just Yeah.
1: But uh, but I still think I, – I think MLS should go into a two-leg system instead of that three-game, best-of-three playoff thing. But that's just me. Um but anyways, so, America won the first... Well, the first leg was tied 2-2, and then America ends up winning 2-0. So, America advances. So, they haven't choked yet. America is still in this tournament. I'm sure they'll choke eventually. Um, The second matchup, the only upset in this in the quarterfinal, seventh place, Atletico San Luis beat second place, Monterrey 2-1, the first that's leg. Who,
3: that's, that, was, uh, that was surprising.
1: Yeah, I was... Bro, I'm <laughs> I'm pulling for San Luis. <laughs> I want them to make it to the final. <laughs> They're probably not. No, I'm sure. But, <laughs> but I, that was a good one. Uh, but yeah, Atletico San Luis, they won the first leg 1-0. And then going into the second leg, going into Monterey, a, you know, a preferred situation for Monterey. Um, but we're only able to come out with a 1-1 draw, Atletico San Luis. Advances to the semifinal. So, I see you, Atletico. I see you, Atletico, San Luis.
2: <laughs> we're pulling. We're, me and Edward are actually pulling for you guys. Yeah, we're going for the, for the for the underdogs. We always go for the underdogs.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, right now. I, I probably I'm gonna probably stop being a Toluca fan because I'm not really that good of a Toluca fan. <laughs> so. I'll just be pu- pure Liga Meckes. I think Edward is like that too. Yep. I don't think Edward actually has a team in, in Liga Meckes. I don't. Um, but yeah, one today. Sheesh. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Like, <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> um, if you're if you're a Tigres fan, you're probably trolling those guys mad hard, and that's gotta suck because yep. you're in the same city.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> Imagine if you're. You just gotta come into work the next day. <laughs> oh, oh, that's gonna suck. Cause it's like what, like I, it's I think same thing like the Madrids or like every team in London, but like, cause you know you're gonna you're gonna socialize with people of the other team. So yep. imagine imagine being at the water cooler if you're a, if you're a Monterrey fan right now, in Monterrey.
3: <laughs> yes. God, that'd be horrible.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't, want, I wouldn't want to be them. Um, Third place, Tigres. Beats. Sixth place, Puebla. First leg ended with a 2-2 draw. But then Tigres opened the floodgates over there in Monterrey with a 3-0 victory against Puebla. Mm-hmm. So, Tigres. Still that team. Also, Gignac. Oh, yeah. He's Mexican, bro. He is so Mexican. <laughs> like, listening to... Like, I think he has a podcast now are you serious yeah cuz i he was uh, he was talking with i don't know if it was chicharito that had a po- one of them has a podcast but like him him and chicharito were talking and dude this guy talks mexican and i mean you know what i mean when i say that but like like you know like no mames way no, no mames wey ese way you know son chingones. is like bro just like like that dude's never I mean, dude, that dude. That dude traded his baguette for a tortilla. Like that's exactly what that guy did. He he left France. It's all the, like the, Andre Pierre Gignac going to Pegasus is always to me like the craziest thing to have ever happened because it was just like how, like when did these two like meet up? You know what I mean? Like how did that interaction start? You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, that's what I was always wondering. Too. And I mean
1: I mean I get it. Fran, like people in Europe are most likely to be multilingual. Like it's not shocking for someone that's French that speaks Italian, Spanish, you know, like you know, in Portuguese like it's not shocking over there in Europe. But it was just like this guy comes to, to a country that he's never been in, moves into Monte, Mexico, I think he got his I think he got his citizenship. I could be wrong on that one. But like this dude just be, and then he got like, Bro, he's been living there for five years. people to yes, come he, to Mexico. Sure. He got Thauvin, to- it didn't work out with Thauvin, but I mean, like, like this dude is just like, he's Mexican. Like, <laughs> yeah.
2: And he loves it. Like, the dude loves Mexico.
1: Yeah. So, like, what a guy. But like, that's to me, that that's going to be like the best, like, the best storyline from Liga Mackie's is just Andre Pierre, but yeah. He sounded like just soup like he's he's Mexican like he, he is legitimately a Mexican like I don't think anybody's going to question his me- his, his Mexicanism his Mexicanism me his Mexican or I, I don't know what
2: the hell they call it um I'm sure he can do a grito
3: I'm sure
1: I'm sure he can like dude uh but yeah like him like doing the podcast like his whatever whoever's podcast it was like him talking in Spanish and just like you can just hear Monterrey, and and you can just see the pride that he sees in Mexico. Like he's not even talking about France, bro. He's talking about Mexico's national team. This dude's an L three fan now. Like I, I, you guys can't tell me otherwise. This dude, I I think as a matter of fact, when he retires, he's he's staying in Mexico.
2: Oh yeah, like, he's, he's not. He's moving. Like, I don't think he has anything in France anymore. Like, yeah, maybe no. it's family, but that's it.
1: Yeah, you, who needs family when you got Monterrey? <laughs> but yeah. So but yeah, Bro still Bro still got it though, man. That dude is still fiending over there. Like, God dang, man. What a guy. Uh fourth place Pumas beats. Fifth place Chivas de Guadalajara. It was the first leg was actually a one 0 victory for Chivas, but then Pumas just Three-nil victory. That's all I got to say. So, Pumas handled their business. Um, Edward, anything to take away from the quarterfinals?
3: No. Basically, every everything kind of went the way we thought it was going to go. I know I said Chivas was probably going to win. But other than that, oh, we both said that uh, Monterrey was going to win. But we were wrong on that one, too.
1: Yeah, but I'm happy about being wrong about that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we're going for the underdog.
1: Yeah, I mean, what a – yeah, good good set of quarterfinals. Once again, it's always great when the first leg isn't a blowout because it, it just makes that second leg a little bit more sweeter. But then again, yeah. it's also interesting that team that can turn around that 3-0 deficit and, and just flip it, that's also probably one of the beauties of, like, the two-leg system. Um, at least that's my opinion on that one. But all right, the semifinals. We have first place Club uh, America taking on seventh place Atlético San Luis.
2: Edward, why,
1: why can How can Atlético San Luis beat America?
3: Shoot, I honestly can't. And this I'll is like the though.
1: best version of Club America we've seen in such a long. Like, and I mean, they're usually on top of of Liga Amegis. It's not shocking for America to finish first place. But I will say, this is probably the most bulletproof America I've seen in a while.
2: They're almost perfect. And I hate saying that. (laughs) I mean, I honestly can't tell you, bro. I I can't. I I think they just have to do what they did with Monterrey. and pull out all the stops as much as they can
1: yeah i, I would say that they have to they have to perform on the first leg they got to make that first leg uh difficult for america because i think that that would benefit them if they come in I, i'm not saying they cuz i mean america's also that team where i think that like if you beat them like 3-0 in the first leg they could come back and win 4-0 so <laughs> oh,
2: yeah
1: so They'll also, come back like, hungry. Yeah. Um, you just have to make the game difficult. I think um uh, I think Leon showed you in that first like that you can do it, but obviously I think I think the issue with Club Leon was obviously Club Leon already played two games going into they already had to play three games already, while has only played one playoff game. So yep. that's already like a huge disadvantage. Um yep. So I think that that's like the the argument that I would say for Club Leon because they look like they put up a good fight, you know, 2-2 two, two draw in the first leg and then fall apart in the second. Well, not fall apart, but they just couldn't they just couldn't answer back to America in the second leg. Um I think if they're able to give them a good first leg and then just keep that form going into that second leg, I would love to. I would love to say it. And obviously America always chokes at this point. This is pretty much near America choke territory. Um so, I mean, there's also that part to be going if you're rooting for America not to make it, um, which I guess if you're me and Edward right now, we're definitely hoping for that.
3: Um, yeah, we want the underdog to win, damn it.
1: So, yeah. So, I mean, this is this is right up the alley where America usually chokes. So, and it's like the perfect, like it's the perfect storm at work, right? You have first place Club America, right? Probably one yep. of the best. Club America teams that I've seen at least recently. And in a while. In a while. And now you have a seven place Atletico San Luis team where everything should be favoring America. This this is just like every, all the ingredients to a really typical Club America choke job.
2: Damn. Yeah. So It
1: maybe maybe I'm it's reading.
3: lining up for San Luis. Maybe it's lining up for San Luis.
1: That's what I'm rooting for. It is like, this is the prime recipe for a club and Medica choke job, um, in the as the people of WWE storylines.
2: <laughs> so like,
1: oh shoot, well, well, oh, nah, we won't talk about wrestling. Um, but I just I, I just recently saw that CM Punk like is coming back to WWE. Thought that was kind yeah. of yeah. Also, Randy Orton, still that guy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's still that guy.
1: Uh, but anyways, uh, third place, Tigres. Speaking of still that guy, uh, P- uh, Gignac. Uh, third place, Tigres taking on fourth place, Pumas. Probably the tighter of the matchup. Both of these teams were able to come off of a 3-0 second leg. So both of these teams can score. But, Edward, who from this matchup are you pulling for? Or who do you think is going to win this one?
2: Uh ooh. This one's, um, I'd have to say, <clears> hmm, <throat> yeah, it's a tough one, dude, to be honest.
3: Pumas has been playing good, so I can't just say, oh, you know, Tigres just because he got Guignac or, you know, but then, no, uh, it's, uh, they've been, Pumas are playing good, so I can't
2: really take that away from them. Um.
1: I mean, I'm just—I'll be the boring one. I'll pick Tigres. I think obviously with Gignac, you have Diego Diego Linus kind of looking like the way everyone thought Diego Linus was supposed to look like. Um, you know Marcelo Flores. I see the potential in him. I I kind of wish he would—he was able to like stay in Europe. But hey, beggars can't be choosers. Uh, once again, I'm not a—I'm not really a Mexico hate. There's a lot of Mexican players that I really enjoy watching. But um, and then once again, you have you have Gigknock over there. So I mean, this team is is definitely a force to re- reckon with. And if there's one thing that we know about Tigres, this team has a lot of experience. As a matter of fact, yeah. they they showed you because they won the they won the Clausura, so like recently, like literally not that long ago. Um, so it would be interesting. I don't know if Thigges, and this is going to be like the interesting thing with Tigres because like. It's very difficult to go back to back because that's essentially what would, what Tigas would be doing if they're able to beat Pumas, and this is a very tough matchup for for, Puma, uh, for Tigres. But I think when you look at that, the experience is, is an important thing important factor. Also, but yeah. the other thing that's crazy is crazy that both these teams are coming in the same came 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 into this round in the same fashion, which was three 0 victories. So both of these teams can score.
0: But I'm, so, going, I'm
2: going with Tigres. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll just be, you're going I'll just be boring. I'll be boring and pick Tigres. All right, all right, okay. So who you got? Mm, I'll go with Tigres, too. I'll go with
1: Tigres, too. All right, so we'll see how the semifinals go out. Obviously by the time this episode drops, the first legs have already been played. So, we'll we'll recap it next week obviously. But but we'll see. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's it's juicy enough for the for those games on Saturday to be good. Um at least that's what I hope for. But if not, hey, you know, it happens. That's that's league I'm making for you. But all right, Players of the Week, Players of the Week is brought to you by In the Clutch, In the Clutch is an amazing clothing apparel partnered by the Players Associations from Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball, the National Basketball Association, National Football League, and so much other great organizations as well. These shirts are comfortable. They are the designs are amazing. And quoted by Kelsey Coyne of High Low Sports, they have passed the fat boy test. Also, best part is that the proceeds go to the players. So you know that that, that is that's going straight to the players and it's taking care of them and their families. So think about that. Um if you guys use our code, insert name at checkout, it'll save yourself 10% off your entire purchase. So go ahead and check out com. Use code, insert name, save yourself 10% off and check out all the wide variety of designs that they have there. So go ahead and check them out. But Edward, who is your player of the week?
3: So my player of the week is...
2: Um, damn it, I told you
3: earlier, <laughs> is uh, Duvan Zapata. Yep. Who scored two goals in the uh win against Atalanta. I said that right. right? Yeah. Atalanta. Uh, yeah, Torino versus Atalanta Atalanta.
1: Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and
3: yeah, I know I was like, man, I was like I just went straight ahead. And he, he ended up he ended up yeah, he ended up scoring two goals in that game in that three zero win. So yeah. He was All the goal scorer. He was I believe he was the man of the match in that game.
1: All right, good, good job, good yeah. job. Yeah. Um, what about you? So for my player of the week, it is Enzo Fernandez who scored two goals in Chelsea's three-two win against Brighton. Um, might have to eat my words on on uh, Brighton because I thought that they were going to be a really good team. I don't know. I got to check the standings. Obviously, like when we do our end of the year episode, we'll recap uh the all the tables, so we'll have a better idea of who who's where. But uh, but yeah. Mm. But, yeah, Enzo Fernandez scores two goals in that 3-2 victory. So, congratulations to Duvon Zapata and Enzo Fernandez for being our Players of the Week. Once again, go to Indoclutch.com, Use that code, insert name at checkout, and you'll save yourself 10% off your entire purchase. Thank you again, Indoclutch, for being our presenting partner for Players of the Week. And, once again, if you guys guys do have a say, um, if you go to Instagram or X, you'll see the post for our Players of the Week. You guys can go ahead and vote for to give them an additional vote for the player of the year, Uh which is a two-way tie right now between Erling Haaland and Pedri. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, with Jude Bellingham sneaking also up there. But so if you guys want to go, if you guys go on on X or Twitter, it'll be on the tweet or post. Oh, Jesus Christ, Elon, you ruined everything for me. Um, <laughs> so in the in the comments of that post, there's a poll right there, so you can go ahead and vote there and if you go on Instagram, it'll be on our stories, and that's where you can vote, which will be posted once again on Friday when we drop these episodes so that is when you can drop your vote for who who gets an additional vote towards Player of the year. So thank you again um games to watch man there's a game some good games coming up this weekend um in the other leagues that we don't really cover that well. Uh Beshtika taking on Fenerbahce Banshan in Turkey. Um so that is going to be a really big game. There's gonna be a lot is that is up in the on the line for those two teams. Those are two big two big teams in Turkey right now. So go ahead and check that one out if you're able to. In MLS, I mean MLS Cup final, LAFC, Columbus crew. It's gonna be a good one. Would have been better if the dynamo were in there, but hey. This is still a really good final. Um, I So, get your popcorn ready. MLS Cup. It is going to be on Apple TV, which is going to be free for everybody. Apple TV is going to be a free game to watch on Apple TV. So, go ahead if you guys want to see what Apple TV is able to do with the coverage of these tournaments, of the MLS. I've been impressed by them so f- completely by this first year of Apple TV. And... I think it's worth it. I know some people don't want to do it, and I get it, but I'm just telling you right now, Apple TV, the way they've covered this game, don't be surprised if other leagues decide joining in on Apple TV as well. All I'm going to say. All I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, In Liga MX, I mean, the semifinals. You know, Club America versus Atlético San Luis, and Pumas versus Tigres. So there are going to be some real good matchups, so go ahead and check that out this weekend. In Liga, we got Nice taking on Stade Reims, so go ahead, and that's gonna be a good one. And Leon versus Toulouse, this is a dumpster fire of a game, but I will, I will quote it as a loser leaves town game right now because both of them are awful. <laughs> so, <coughs> so go ahead and check that one out, or not? I don't blame me. Um, in the Bundesliga, we got Borussia Dortmund taking on RB Leipzig. Obviously, the battle continues as they're trying to improve their chances in a year where it's, it's really up for grabs. It's honestly really up for grabs this year in the Bundesliga. Um, And VFB Stuttgart taking on Bayer Leverkusen, who is currently, I believe, in first place of the Bundesliga. So, Shabi Alonso, man. Come to Real Madrid, that's all I'm asking for.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's all I'm asking for. Because, I mean, this is going to be last... Well, I don't know, because there's rumors that Ancelotti might stay at Real Madrid now. So, I don't know. We don't know what's going on. Um in Serie A we got Juventus taking on Napoli. So, another very interesting matchup. And Atalanta taking on AC Milan over there in Serie A. In La Liga we got Real Betis taking on Real Madrid and Barcelona going up against the first place Girona. I think they're first, I think they're in first place, I could be wrong. But I know they're up there.
2: I know I know they're up there uh, in the table. Let, yeah. me let me see. La Liga. Jesus Christ, I can't talk right now.
1: La Liga. This is great podcasting, by the way. Okay, no. So <laughs> Girona, Girona is currently in second place with thirty-four points. Barcelona's in third with twenty-eight. So this would be a really good opportunity to get closer, in the get closer to Girona, a real six-pointer, yeah. if you will, uh, for Barcelona. So. We'll see how that goes, but Girona has been the story right now in La Liga. In the Premier League, we got Aston Villa taking on Arsenal. Emi Martinez taking on his former club yet again. So we'll see how that current, uh, pans out. I'm not going to be crying in any way. Um, and Tottenham versus Newcastle United. Let's go Newcastle. Let's go tune, dude.
3: Let's go to the tune. Go for the tune.
1: The tune. Yeah, so. Yeah, so those are the games to look forward to. Like I said, it's not all of them, but if you're trying to get into this game, this is a really good beginner's guide if you guys want to go ahead and check it out. But, all right, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we're going to wrap this show up with three up, three down, and that guy, in pickup games.
0: Hey, everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Fully Up Sports.
1: Three up, three down, and the topic is that guy in pickup games. So you guys don't really understand it. We usually do this segment called that guy, and then we just put them in a in, in some weird situation. And so we all have that one guy. We all know that one guy in, in those in, in situations. But this specific That guy? Yep. This is specifically pickup games, whether it's playing pickup basketball, pickup baseball, pickup football, whatever sport it is. There's usually around these same similar guys that are in this in, in this uh, situation. So, Edward, would you like me to go first, or you want to go first? You go first. All right. I'm actually gonna say we'll start with the th- with the ups because I think the downs will be funnier.
2: Okay. All right. So my first three up
1: at number three, and Edward can tell you this. It because it, especially when you're when you're actually playing with goalkeepers in pickup soccer, the guy that wants oh, to play yeah. goalkeeper.
2: Okay, yeah, because everybody, nobody ever wants. Nobody to play wants goalkeeper. to
1: play goalkeeper. So when it, when you can actually find a guy that actually wants to play goalkeeper, because basically what uh, network can testify this, we, we, what we end up doing is like, query like we we all take turns until we get scored on. Pretty so much. That's we, when
3: you, that's when, that's basically like when you don't want to be goalkeeper.
1: Yeah. Like where nobody on the team wants to play goalkeeper. So we're like, all right, we'll all take turns. Like once you get scored on, we'll switch with, to a different keeper. So as there would be, so, there would be that one person that starts that would actually purposely get scored on just to not play goalkeeper.
2: Yep. I remember those days. All right. Um, Number two. Um, um, I will say the guy with the new ball. With the
1: new with the new the guy that brings the gear.
2: Okay. Oh
3: well, that was um oh brother Ruben, remember when we went mm-hmm. to play at the fence courts.
1: And I mean not just soccer balls, but I'm like the guys that they all like there's people that Keep actually have the goals. like go the mini goals and or it's cones helpful. or whatever. Because like if they don't have, if we don't have that, we're we're using shirts or backpacks or shoes. Sometimes yep. a combination or, of all uh, of that.
2: <laughs> yep. So. so. So there's that, and my number one, is the ride. <laughs> so,
1: the guy that guy that's willing to give you a ride to the pickle game.
3: Yeah. <laughs> If it's a far pickup game, if it's like like
1: if it's like walking to the park, that's different. But like when you have to like drive pretty far out, yeah, it it's not worth it sometimes. But like when you have that friend that's willing, and like, not only that, but that person is willing to pick up multiple people, not like one. Per... Like you, you taking me to go play pickup at like Nelson's, or or to like with, with or over to that by that church, like that's one thing. But if you were to like, to get me. And Hosue and like this other guy and that other like you're 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 the real. You're the real one.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So like but yeah, so Eric, what's your three up?
2: Alright, so my three up is I was gonna say your three up is
3: the guy who brings the ball, like you said. Because, I mean it, it's like what sucks is like
1: Are you usually saying the ball or the equipment?
3: You, the ball. Okay. 'Cause I mean I mean think about it. The thing is the ball. So we've had situations where we stay there waiting for the person with the ball and we're trying to figure out what happens. There's been a couple of times where next, you know, you're just like, Hey, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just go buy a Wilson ball at Walmart or wherever, something that's close by just so we can play that one game. And then that, that becomes the emergency ball. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's like, you never really want to play with that ball. You always want to play with like the Adidas, the Nike, Hell, you even play with the with the Mikasa ball, you know. Like,
1: I try to. Avoid I'd rather that ball, do that, but I get it.
3: <laughs> but I'd rather, I'd rather, play, play, with I'd rather play
1: with that ball than the Wilson ball.
3: Yeah,
2: exactly. So that's why I'm like, man, I was like, you know, the guy that brings the ball, because then at that point, if you don't bring the ball, then who is, you know? Mm-hmm.
3: And then usually you would you would expect that a bunch of people that you know go play together. A lot of the time, would have you know a lot of these extra balls just laying around, mm-hmm.
2: but sometimes that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So that's my number three. My number two. So my number two
3: is the guy that brings the waters or the drinks, the Gatorade.
1: Oh man, I didn't even think about that guy. That's a good point.
3: The hydration. Yeah, because sometimes. Yes, or
1: because queen.
3: sometimes you, or you, you you never you never you never know you never know um when things are gonna you're gonna go end up you know going down with uh
1: or someone accidentally takes your water bottle, which that happened. Yeah.
2: Me. <laughs> or me, I I left my
3: Spider Man uh, blender bottle at Swiss. No. No, nah, but one of my friends, one of my friends has it. So. Oh,
1: okay.
3: Yeah. So they still it's have like it. It's lost. Well, it's because I haven't gone, dude. I oh, I, I, I was week. like,
1: this person's using your freaking... No,
3: nah, they have nah, they No, nah, nah, they actually... So they what they what they did is... Uh, his name's Daniel, he found it. He was like, hey, is this yours? He sent me a picture of it. And I was like, yeah, bro. I was like, I'm over here like a dumbass looking for it at home.
1: The, the funniest thing is just... Uh, no, the person's like, who do I know that has a spider that would have... That would own a Spider-Man shaker cup?
3: Well, the thing is, we've played <laughs> together, so he's seen it before.
1: No, no, I you get that. It, it's man. just funny to think like, who do I know that would have this?
3: <laughs> Shit, if it was up I would, to me, I'd I wouldn't have even a...
1: question it. It's like you know, Finer's keepers, kind of thing.
3: No, nah, well, you would be, you'd be like, you'd be like, well, I know who's a nerd like this. If it was up to me, I'd probably have like a demon slayer or a Jujutsu cousin, one piece water bottle. But since they don't make those, then I'm.
1: Well, if they did, it's probably not good quality. Also,
3: no. Well, that's the thing. If Blender Model decides to do like a partnering with, you know, Funimation or you know Crunchyroll or whatever, then yeah, then maybe. But no, they don't.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I get that.
3: It's made out of plat. Yeah, like mine. Mine's a mine's a metal one,
2: mm-hmm. an
3: insulated one. Yeah, and Ooh, then wow. number one, number
2: one. Is the guy who,
3: okay, so this is for not just for um like outdoor and tennis courts and stuff like that. The guy who calls in the 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 fields, like, cause there's a lot of times when oh you go the guy indoor, that makes
1: reservations,
3: yeah. So then you go play indoor or even outdoor where uh, over there in Katy, towards Katy area, there's some uh, fields over there. If you take West Park Toy, I can't remember the name of them. But there's like a bunch of little fields and they're outdoor, but they're turf and you got to reserve them so you mm-hmm. can actually have time to play and stuff like that. So usually, you know, you're like, yeah, let's go play, you know, and you think, let's go to the park. And when you go to the park, usually there's a lot of people already playing. So then you're like, damn, maybe there's no space. So then you try to make the space, but sometimes it's too small. Sometimes it's like, maybe it's like people instead of playing in, like a people are running in between. Yeah. In. Or yeah. Balls coming flying and stuff. So then you're just like, well, damn. So you know, yeah. you just take it, take it in stride. So then you got the person who's like, "Hey man, we're gonna go ahead and rent the field at Paparuchos. We're gonna rent the field at Swiss. We're gonna rent the field over here. We're gonna rent the field." So then you're like, "Okay, cool. You know, like, you know, cool. We're just put in the two dollars for every person or whatever it is, however much it is for the night, and then you know, that it's not, it's not a bad deal."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. All right, time for the three downs. At number three, I have the guy that refuses to play goalkeeper.
1: <laughs> and, the, and and I say this because like, me, and Edward, me, and are, me and Edward are kind of like f it. I'll play goalkeeper for a bit, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. But we but actually like, try.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like when, I'll, when I'll, that, I'll use my
3: long I I'll, I'll use long legs. And, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll Edward
1: and has play. no hands.
3: I got no hands. No fucking hands. I literally use, I'll use my chest. I'll even use my head. Edward
1: forgets he can use his hands when he plays I I forget. I forget.
3: I forget. I forget. And it's happened a lot of times. Like,
1: Edward is not like dumbing himself down. Like, he's legitimately, like, he's just so, like.
3: I'm used to just being on the field. Not
1: using his hands. He's literally Ricky Bobby. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) Yeah. So, no, yeah. No, I I know for a fact. But, like, when you are on that team that says, F it, we'll all take turns playing goalkeeper. And then you got that
3: one guy who's like, no, nope, I'm not playing.
1: Yeah. That's a F that. Fuck that guy. I don't know why I said F that guy. Like, what am I trying to censor? But yeah, fuck that guy. Um, a hundred percent. Uh, number two yeah. is, uh, the guy that has a temper tantrum. And this also kind of correlates if they are the person that brings the ball. Um, uh,
3: you mean when they take the ball and go
2: home?
1: Yeah. And then they're like, no one can play now. Are you oh. talking about Canicas? <laughs> oh man, okay. Um...
3: <laughs> <laughs> we don't tell me, he's listening in on this.
1: I don't think. I don't, maybe he does. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say no. Kanika's like I think he's he's just very competitive, which is very funny because like this dude's like very quiet. Uh, at least when I grew when I grew up with this guy, um. But like, yeah, it was just like. I have never heard like Bro, this. There
3: a, like, I'm telling you, this guy is t-
1: just quiet. He's like really nice, sweet guy. But as soon as we start playing, like, this dude, like, I got fat shamed by him. Like, he, <laughs> and he, he always he, defended me when people called me fat. Like, it was one of those things where I was just like, whoa, what the hell?
3: <laughs> like, you're fat shaming me, but you're also defending me? <laughs> like, what?
1: Yeah, I mean, off the field, on the field, he's like, his fat ass can't do anything. Damn, bro.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like go cry if I need to.
3: You oh, know what I mean? Oh, bro. Uh, that there was, there was the one time I crossed him and he got out of the game. Like, he oh, didn't want to play anymore. That was actually and it was like the really – and that was actually at the beginning of the game. At the beginning of the game. I remember that. I did like the one move and that was it. And then he just didn't want to play anymore. I was like, what the hell just happened?
1: But aside from that, Kanika's a great guy. Congrats on being a father, too. Yes. Um,
3: yeah. Oh, congrats, bro. And, uh,
1: and welcome but, to fatherhood. Uh, but, uh, no, because I, no, I don't – has Kanika's ever brought the ball?
3: He he did one time. I, I think he did take the ball home but we, one time. Like, our,
1: our group of friends, we actually had, like, multiple soccer balls. So, I don't think it was, like, that big of, I mean, Kanika's does get very competitive, which is – for, like, pickup games, maybe – so it's like kind it would of like, get a little
3: bit too like too far.
1: Yeah, like it's like maybe not necessary because like one most of the time most of us aren't really keeping score. I I, no. I Edward can tell you, I've asked what's the score again, and it's like oh, we just, the first goal just got, <laughs> the first goal was just put in. They're like, hey guys, what's the score again? <laughs> I don't countless keep track of the score. I don't care. <laughs> it's a it's a pickup game. We're not <laughs> freaking. This isn't this isn't goal where freaking we're gonna get discovered by some random guy watching five-year-olds play <laughs> um if you guys don't know that is literally the the plot to to goal um except it was actually a real game a sunday league game so kind of kind of not really um but and my number one is the guy that takes it personally not going but like the per, the people that fight, <laughs> the people that fight. I, like
3: you, I like how you have to bring up that would probably like the people
1: that personally. get in a fight in a pickup game, which me and we definitely know a few people. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. We definitely. know I mean, a few. we're not gonna. We're not I gonna, mean, say we're gonna say names. Hey, not like, not hey, like you were uh, earlier. What do, you, but... what, do you call, what do you call what do you call marbles in, in the what do you call marbles in Spanish?
1: Canicas.
2: <laughs> Anyways,
1: <laughs> not canicas, but canicas never did that. He never <laughs> fought anybody. <laughs> but, he
3: never did. No, no, he was like, no, he just he would just get messed
1: up. So me and no, were, we, we, were, we do know we, we do know a, a few people. We were playing a oh, pick a pickup it? game. We were... we were playing a pickup game. So like we were gonna play indoor game. Indoor game got canceled. So we said, "F it, we'll go play." We'll go play over at this guy's place. And so we're playing, and these dudes were about ready to start brawling, and then me and Edward just start being douchebags and start like pretend fighting each other. <laughs> oh God,
3: yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't gonna. Freaking fight! It was like literally a pickup. It was a pickup guy. It was just what funny was it? though because uh, like
1: they took it was everything a... personally,
0: yeah. and then I think
1: I forgot what I. It was like me and I were just like we were not being serious, and I think yeah, we uh, I think everyone got that vibe from us because like I forgot what I did, and I was like, "What are you doing that for?" And I just pushed them. <laughs> and then and me I was, and
3: was like, like, "Why, why you like, push me?" And then I just fucking started. We started slap fighting, <laughs> not like slap boxing, but like literally like just. It was Kinda
1: like watching. Each other all. What was what was that show? Oh man, what was it? What was that show that like they, they like fought
2: like that? Oh, uh, uh, PJ's. Almost. Didn't the PJ's fight like that? PJ's projects. I don't think anybody's gonna. Uh, know yeah.
1: That show. <laughs> I'm done. Let's fight.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they never fought. We're not.
1: We're not. Was even it portrait. Bernie
3: Mac? Was it Bernie Mac as PJ?
1: Dang, I, I might, like, man. That, is, what I a show! I think it was
2: Bernie Mac. Yeah,
1: it was Bernie Mac. I think so. R.I.P. to the legend. I don't think it was. He has a very distinct voice. Uh, exactly. I think it
2: was. I
3: think it was Bernie Mac.
1: P.J.'s projects. I, bro, what a, what a, what a memory.
3: What a throwback.
1: Yeah, dude, I freaking love it. Was, it was old. It was Eddie Murphy.
2: Eddie Murphy, oh, okay, okay.
1: Eddie Murphy, yeah,
2: he was he was good old Thurgood. Thurgood Marshall, yeah. Bro, I, I, yeah, I love PJ's, bro, that show that was, that was, like just a
1: claymation. Prime Fox 20, Prime Fox. (laughs) Just PJ's projects, The Simpsons. It's crazy to think the Simpsons are still going, man.
2: Dude, they're still going.
1: I don't know if Family Guy's still going. I hope not, bro. That's like you just start running out of ideas if you're Family Guy and the Simpsons. I'm sure they repeated episodes, man. Um But yeah, so but yeah, my my number one my number one down is, is the is that guy that takes it way too personally, especially at a pickup game. Like most Most people are just there just to get like a quick workout in because they don't really like exercising. So, so yeah, that's my three down. Errol, what's your three down? Number three,
2: three down. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, nah, nah. I love that dude. Um, Number three, probably.
3: Okay, so number three would be the guy that doesn't help out to clean up the equipment or to clean up the field sometimes, or, like, he'll leave his empties and shit, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Because,
3: cause like, like, we always had this. where when Remember when we would playing at the tennis courts? We would get the, the goals, and we'd start, like, setting it up. And then sometimes we couldn't even break them down, so we were, like, trying to move them around the goal, and we'd take, like, two or three or four of us. Hell, I think I remember. I think I me and one other guy We ended up trying to climb the fence to try to move around the goal to try to try to see if we could unhinge it from there. Cause it got stuck in between. Cause it was yeah, like,
1: definitely not our it was like moment. that zigzag.
3: Yeah. But, but you know, we were like, Oh, we can tear it down outside, whatever. You know, we were, we were cool with it, whatever. Um, but yeah, that really wasn't that. But the thing is, you would always have those guys that like, they'd be there and they're like, all right, bye. And then they'd just leave. And yeah. Just like, what the hell? Like you're like you're not gonna help? Like seriously? So you yeah, get upset? That, that to me was
1: crazy. That was crazy. Yeah. Like, like pick, pick at least pick up after yourself. Like
3: yeah. Then there's people that will leave like their empties and their empty water bottles. And even I'd be like, hey, look, underneath that chair, there's empty bottles. There's empty waters. But then, uh, what you call
1: it? We're talking about grown people
3: yeah we're not talking about kids we're talking about grown people people who had
1: jobs and everything like that have children yeah yeah Yeah. what's
3: number two all
2: right so number two is okay this is a good one you might
3: like this one so number two is do you remember the times when we would go to the park sometimes and Sometimes when we we with people that we knew, or you know, we would take um we would take uh, our shoes, like just regular shoes or indoor shoes or just turf shoes. But then you had the one guy who'd always be wearing the cleats, but it wasn't just like the firm grass cleats; like it was actually the metal cleats, the ones where you can take off the studs.
2: Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. So though, like that, like th- those people, like you know, they think they have the gear. And it's like, oh, hey, we're just gonna go play a, a pickup, a pickup game. You know, we don't, we don't need to wear all this stuff. But they would show up with like the freaking, uh, like three hundred and something, four hundred and something dollar cleats where you can take out the studs and put them back on, and they even brought the little wrench and stuff like that. And I'm just like, huh, that doesn't, that doesn't make okay. There's like, we're like just gonna no play. reason
1: I'm... at a pickup game to be wearing soft ground cleats. I'm sorry.
3: Yeah, exactly. The That's dumbest what I'm saying.
1: Thing. And honestly, like, there's more. Like, when we're talking about just pickup soccer and Sunday league in general, like there is no reason for you to have metal stud cleats. Like, just get the just get the firm grounds. Like, it, it doesn't. Like, we're not we're not playing on like top level grass. We're like, not, the, we're like not we're like not playing. We're league not. League yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, get off your high horse, like it. And also, like firm grounds still work for like wet fields too. But yeah, it's 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 dumb. It's dumb. Um. So wait, are you just like specifically saying like people that wear like the fancy cleats, or are you also adding like the person that's like dressed out dressed out in full kit?
3: I guess you can say not wearing a out not, in full kit. like.
1: Okay, I'm not saying people that wear a soccer jersey to playing a pickup game. Like I don't, I, I'm all, most of the time I am that guy, but yeah. I mean the guy that's like wearing the freaking Arsenal top with the Arse, with the matching Arsenal shorts with the with and the Arsenal sucks. socks.
3: Like this oh dude. god. And yeah. then he's actually wearing shin guards, thinking he's about to go play like a professional. Professional, he's got like the wristbands and everything, like yeah.
1: got got like yeah, the that's... the freaking tape on. Oh God, yeah, yeah. That that's I like, you don't... Are you are, you, yeah. are, are you, Is that including that guy or?
2: Yeah, I'm including that guy. Okay. Yeah. And that's then cool. number one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number
3: one, the guy who basically kicks the ball over the goal and it's over the fence or at some bushes or whatever, and he doesn't want to go get it because he's like, oh, it's not my fault. Oh,
1: man, I hate that guy.
2: Yeah. And that's Mm -hmm. just
1: me because I hate climbing fences.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, he never. I'll go on. No, no. There's, Actually no, exactly. I probably don't
1: say, shoot I, high. Like
3: I was about to say Well, no, there's a point where you freaking shot high, but the good thing is you went under the fence. Which Yeah, I was like was I good. was always
1: under the fence. I like, I could not I hated climbing a fence, especially when I had a traumatic experience where it I it almost grabbed it almost grabbed one of them. <laughs> like I almost got caught. Well, one of them almost got well, caught on the fence. You were,
3: Well, because you were going Upward with your stomach upward, not downward.
1: I, okay, I get it, I get it. But still, I rather roll yeah. Especially back when they didn't actually put like those, like the support underneath the fence, so people started watching. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah, hands down, hands down. Um, but yeah, that, yeah. If, if rule of thumb is if you shoot, if you if you miss the shot and it goes way past and it's going far out, you gotta go get the ball. Like yep, don't make yep, somebody yep, else go yep, get yep, it. Yep, like yep. you go get it. Um. So that's a good one. Also, I gotta point this out. If you're gonna be dressed up in full kit, like you gotta be. You better be good. <laughs> Cause like yep. if you're if you if you not, if you don't, and I mean you're still gonna look ridiculous either way. Um. But. Yeah. Like you're gonna get you're gonna get you're gonna get trolled massively. Everyone's gonna be making fun of you. So, also, don't try to wear a kit with a play, like with a player's name on the back too. Not saying like I've yeah. done this before too, but it's like, um, one you're risking of like damaging the lettering. Oh god! But
2: uh...
3: uh it doesn't bother me.
1: That and and someone's gonna someone's gonna like hey oh okay Lewandowski Lede- Lede- okay pass it to Lewandowski. Because yeah, that's why some people like to call me Bellerin now.
2: <laughs> Thought it was just because your name was Hector.
1: What? I was wearing my Bellerin jersey. Oh, yeah. And, yeah uh, Bellerin. Like, Bellerin. Bellerin. Which, I mean, I'll take that over Pancho I mean, like,
3: <laughs> Well, congratulations for saying that online.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was funny. Um, so, random, random Hector Herrera story. Um, I asked him if he by any chance knows what the fuck that means and he was like, I have no fucking idea what that means. <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, he didn't say it like that, but I mean like Because I was like, wait, I was like You're Mexican, right? <laughs> that's always a great way to start a, a, a sentence I was like Do, yeah. "Have you? Ever, has anyone, has you ever Ever heard anybody give somebody the nickname Pancho Nopales? And he's just like No, that's a weird nickname Why would somebody give somebody that name?
2: <laughs> that he's was like, like well, man, somebody be...
1: gave me that nickname
2: And I don't get it <laughs> Freaking
1: Francisco cactus <laughs> I don't get it.
2: Francisco cactus
1: that sounds like a great wrestling name.
2: It's like a uh, cactus jack except francisco cactus you would you would be with, with mankind
1: mustache. with a with a mustache,
2: yeah, you would be with mankind basically,
1: or would that no wouldn't that be like that weird leather mask? Thing that That's Mankind, know.
3: yeah, but Cactus Jack. I'm saying like you would be basically. Oh yeah, no, Mankind had
1: that, yeah. cactus, cactus jack. jack for some reason. Cactus Jack, which is like with the flannel and Yeah. That dude has so many personas, man. Mick Foley, what a guy. Yep. Um, yeah, that
3: was one of his personas too. <laughs> McFoley.
1: McFoley <Mick> was <laughs> technically big It was technically
3: like
2: Cactus Jack.
1: Mr. Sacco. Oh man, what yeah. was it dude love? Oh god, Mankind, yeah. um, obviously Cactus Jack, which Travis Scott. I think he should give him his, give Cactus Jack his flowers. Oh, you're gonna you're <laughs> gonna use his name. Uh, I think that's only the three personas I know him for. I guess for coding himself. Um, but yeah. I just want to—I want to say something, just but obviously college football. I know this is not like a, you know this isn't an American sports podcast, but like um, in college football, man. So the Big Twelve championship game, uh, for some reason, like on the field, they had like a WWE logo on it, and I never understood why. And then Undertaker comes out and gives the player of the game a championship belt. So I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, WWE. Sponsoring the Big 12. (laughs) But that was just interesting. Um, But yeah, um, if you guys don't know, uh, a big controversy has just happened in in college football. Um, So for the college football playoffs, they picked the four best teams, or at least quote-unquote the best teams, and they play in a playoff to be the national champion. And this year, you had an undefeated Michigan, an undefeated... uh, Washington and an undefeated Florida State and then you had the University of Texas who um, beat Alabama early in the season and has been really good aside from losing to Oklahoma once and then you had Alabama which despite losing to University of Texas early in the year goes off on a run and then in the SEC championship game beats the number one team in the country Georgia and so everyone's like oh man the KMA is going to have to really make a A really tough decision on who who's going to be in the college football championship, and obviously you'd think the undefeated team should be going into the championship game, right? Um, so Florida State, their their starting quarterback, their best player, you could argue, uh, gets injured. So uh, apparently the committee was like, well, that's not going to be entertaining to watch. So then they put Texas and Alabama in the college football playoffs, which sounds fair to be honest. But at the same time, what was the point of this team going undefeated? <laughs> um, college football, just flawed for all reasons. But, but I mean, if you're a Texas fan, you're happy. Uh, but, yeah. And if you're Spencer, you're happy. Because so, Spencer's an Alabama fan. Um, but, yeah, so college football playoffs, it's, it's it's an interesting time of year. College football is also something that I like watching. Uh, but, yeah, I do feel like Florida State got hoed pretty bad. Uh, cause, was they went undefeated for nothing, uh, which is kind of shitty. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. But I just wanted to throw that out because it was interesting. And also, um, obviously, CM Punk comes back to WWE. I don't really watch wrestling. I don't think everyone watched wrestling. For a while. I don't think everyone has a reason to watch wrestling either. Um, also, because now I think it's all in streaming services now. Um, but yeah, so they, they announced that CM Punk is back, and apparently Randy Orton has been out for injury. Cause like all yeah, I've been seeing on TikTok enjoy. is just people just like, oh man, look at Randy Orton, he's back, looking fitter than ever. Uh, yeah, I at least I watched a little bit of that match that they had. I guess it was like Survivor Series, and just seeing Randy Orton doing an RKO while they threw somebody off the top of a cage. Um, one that sounds super painful for the guy that's getting RKO'd. <laughs> yeah. You really think about it, right? When you're falling off of the top of a cage, so it's pretty high yeah. up, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you're getting RKO, which is essentially just you getting like slammed, <laughs> your chin's getting slammed to the ground, and uh, and like I I watched that uh Undertaker, I guess like uh, Last Dance kind of documentary that they did for him, and he was showing how he builds a ring, and there's fucking like two like these big two by four, not I don't know two, yeah, these like large like lumber. That they put underneath the ring. And that's it. Like there's no cushion. Like they're just landing on fucking wood. And uh, just. Yeah I was like good god. Like wrestling may be scripted. But that. The pain is real.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like
1: you, they still. They're still falling on tables. <laughs> like they're still getting hit by chairs.
2: <laughs> yeah. So. Uh,
1: I just wanted to say that. But anyways. Uh, that is episode 155. Uh, Check out the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow their website, BellyUpSports.com. Follow them on Instagram and X at Belly Up Media and at Belly Up Sports. Lots of great content going on, man. Um, They're actually going—they're going through their end of the year awards. Uh, They're nominating everybody. Congratulations for Kelsey with his podcast High and Low Sports. They are actually—they finished for uh, best episode uh, this year. So, congrats to them. Uh, Hopefully, they win it. so check out Belly Sports, man. It's growing. Big things are happening for Belly Up. Also, check out Goals TV, man. Uh, it's another awesome project that we're happy to be a part of. Jose is, um, obviously, great guy to talk to, especially about footy. Um, but he's growing such an amazing platform with Goals TV. Lots of things are going on. Uh, check out their app, man. Check out Goals.tv, their website. Uh, great content. It is free still to subscribe. So go ahead and check it out before you guys start paying for that. Um, so go ahead, yeah, and follow them on Instagram at goalsgolz.tv and on the X at golz underscore TV. Um, so you're going to know what's going on. You might see my face every every once in a while there as well. And of course, shout out to the man that's clearly currently on top of the singing bed table, Roosevelt Spencer, the namesake of the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award. You can follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. If you guys need some beat work done, Hit up our guy Spencer because he will take amazing care of you like he always does with us. I'm sure him paying off his singing bet's going to be a fun one. So make sure you guys be ready for that when we do our end of the year episode, which is coming pretty soon. I'm I'm telling y'all that right now. Um so basically You know what? Uh so we're gonna go ahead and conclude the player of the year voting. So this will be the this this is this player of the week Will be the last one for Player of the Year. We're going to end the vote because there is a tie between uh, Erling Haaland and Pedri. Um, you know, for the guys that finished with five with five votes, apiece, piece Edward. I think you, me, and Spencer will do, will will do a, a vote amongst ourselves, so we can add like a third person into the ballot into the to the ballot for Player of the Year. Okay, and then we'll we'll do we'll have y'all vote because. Uh, the, the 22nd will be our end of the year episode. So you guys have like a, uh, you know, that's how, we'll, so then me and I will take like a break for New Year's Eve and Christmas and all that. So so that's how we're going to do it. So yeah, so uh, Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year voting is going to be done after this episode, and then we'll present to you guys the top three uh, for the Player of the Year, and then you guys will go ahead and vote for who will be the 2023 Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year. So be on the lookout for that when we get to that. Um, But yeah, so we are literally two episodes away from ending the year out for this podcast. So we'll give you guys uh, some more great content uh, for that. But yeah, so that's me, Hector Flores. This is my best friend, Edward Robles. Thank you for listening to episode 155. Catch us next week for episode 156 where we will be recapping the MLS Cup final and previewing the Liga MX final. So get ready for that.
3: All right. Take care, guys.